What, uh, what, what is it like for you to know that you, you know, you're going to WrestleMania, main event in WrestleMania? It means a lot. Uh, um, I assume this was all done. So, uh, if you had told me four years ago uh, that I'd be in the Royal Rumble going in first and winning it to go to WrestleMania, I still feel like I need to pinch myself or I still feel like I'm going to wake up. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and then for Jay to be in there, it, it just... If you wrote this as a script for Hollywood, they'd say it's impossible. Uh, it can never happen, it's not realistic. Yet here we are. I, I don't get it. And I think I'm gonna stop trying to get it. And just enjoy it. And, and stop analyzing it and analyzing why and how and all of these things and just go, it. it's happening and it's awesome. And I feel great and I have my best friend back with me again. You know, I, it's just, I, I can't, I'm very happy. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is still January 31st, but when you're listening to this, it'll officially be February 1st, so happy February to everybody. This is our official review of the WWE Royal Rumble. It's kind of shocking to see us doing... Uh, WWE content strictly like on our podcast feed because typically we just do AEW Impact and New Japan but it's the Royal Rumble we all love the Royal Rumble so it makes sense that we're doing this and it's also a big four show that we actually care about so um, yeah you know kind of just makes sense for us uh, if you're new here I'm Pat I am Rob and I'm back it's been a while but uh, I make sporadic appearances now so yeah here I am and I am, oh man, it feels good to be able to say this. Please don't I, Please I am the current reigning, defending, undisputed world deep six champion, Ryan. I did it. The WWE did not fuck on me. Congrats. You know what? I'm not even mad. Good I'm so right. happy. It's, I feel I'll like never, I, I, I'll never touch the title, but. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. You might not. Uh, it's still in my car, and it's yeah. been in my car for months now. There, so. There's a number of us, including myself, who have never touched it after winning it. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we shall see. Uh, regardless, it is very fitting that Rob is back on this podcast, which is our first WWE review since. Jesus, I don't even know. Rob, did, you did a SummerSlam review, right? Uh, yes. I mean, oh, yeah, Pat, didn't you do a War Games pay-per-view? That's NXT, though. I'm talking about okay. strictly main roster. I feel like I did, like, uh, something else, too. I don't know, man. It's been a while. Yeah, so it's nice that Rob's back, and it's also fitting that Rob was our former champion, who now gets to hand it off to Ryan digitally. So. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, before we get into the podcast, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to. We're on a bunch of different platforms. All of them can be found in the episode description, so just click down there if you want to subscribe. Or if you're already listening to this, uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. Uh, so, you know, you have options, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, TuneIn Breaker, Overcast, Google. Uh, 
yeah, you have options. Um, you can also Anchor, find, the Anchor, easiest Anchor, way to make a podcast. There you go, exactly. And we're, you know, we're sponsored by them now. So, um, what else do we got? Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can find the links to those also in the episode description. Uh, follow us on YouTube. You can find that down there as well. You can find the link to Rob's personal YouTube channel where he's been doing a Let's Play series for Pokemon. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, in the episode description as well. So there's plenty of links in the episode description. Um, so be sure to click them all and help us out, support us, and get more free content. So Free is always good. Free is always good. This week, as always, Tuesday, you have Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour, though Angela will not be on this week's episode again. Instead, I will be joining Ryan, as I did state that uh, if Mahabali Shira is on Impact, I will watch, and... It does seem like Mahabali Shira will be on Impact this week. Also, Joey may be joining us for a three-man episode of Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour, but without Angelo. Yeah. That's and how many people I need to replace Angelo. Basically, Angelo, Angelo's shoes are pretty big to fill. It's true. You got size 28s. <laughs> those size 28s, those good tootsies. On Wednesday, me and Joey will be back with our AEW Dynamite review and on either this Impact show or this AEW show, it will begin. The punishment for our Royal Rumble predictions will begin uh, on these episodes, which we'll talk about at the end of the podcast. But if you're tuning into our AEW or Impact reviews, just know you're getting a bonus uh, or, you know, a punishment for yourself, depending on how you do it. Uh, could be either, depending on what, yeah, depending on what you're into. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's it. That's all of our housekeeping and new stuff we got to go over. So let's just get right on into this. The Royal Rumble, the 2020 Royal Rumble, and it was obviously a Thunderdome show. So this is the first Royal Rumble without a crowd, which is definitely interesting to see since the Royal mm -hmm. Rumble is pretty much like the one specific event for WWE where it's all like a very big part about of it is like the crowd interaction. Mm -hmm. um, so very interesting to see i again we're so deep into the pandemic that this isn't really phased by it if like if the pandemic hit like in december of 2019 and the royal rumble last year um for 2020 had no fans and that was like the first pay-per-view with no fans i think that would have been really odd but at this point it's kind of just the same old so yeah not that big of a deal used to it um, our kickoff match it got moved to the kickoff today was the wwe women's tag team title match it was Charlotte Flair and Asuka defending the women's tag titles against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, I took notes for, I took pretty extensive notes for this entire pay-per-view, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've only taken notes properly for like one other review I did, and that was my War Games review since I was by myself. Um, but with sense. the, I took notes for the Rumble specifically, but I also took notes for all these matches. So, uh, Everything I have written down for this match, we had uh, prior to the match, backstage with Asuka and Charlotte. Asuka just started screaming in Japanese and shook her body around while Charlotte looked on. Uh, you know, really just highlighting the difference between the two of them. Um, I feel like I don't have as much to say about this match as uh, I would assume. It was fine. It wasn't anything too special, but it was definitely carried by Asuka and Charlotte, um, at least in my opinion. Um, yeah, probably uh, I would agree on that. All I gotta say is, we'll talk about how this finish happens. Uh, Asuka gets sent over the announce table by, I think it was Shayna, so she gets taken out. Charlotte's by herself in the ring. 
and then Ric Flair's music hits, and Ric Flair comes on out to distract Charlotte. There's a near fall as Shayna goes for a roll-up. Charlotte gets out. Then Lacey Evans shows up uh, for another distraction, which is another near fall, and then Ric Flair gives Lacey Evans a pair of brass knuckles. Charlotte puts in the figure eight on Shayna Baszler, and she's right against the ropes, and I don't know what happened here. Lacey, like, Nia was distracting the ref. Yeah, Nia was distracting the ref, but then, like, Lacey struggled to get into position. Like, I, it was, like, weird how they, like, she, like, climbed up onto the apron so she could, like, drop down, like, a fist with the, um, with the brass knuckles, but it looked weird. She hit the brass knuckles on Charlotte, and uh, Nia came in, hit a leg drop on Charlotte, and Nia and Shayna have won back the WWE Women's Tag Team title, so they are now two-time champions. Um, again, it was fine. It wasn't like it was a terrible match. It was... It, uh, Nia Jax was in this, so... I mean, I feel like we've all been pretty outspoken. We don't really care for her. Um, there was a weird finish here with Lacey, um, and the whole Lacey and Rick storyline is something. Um, but again, Asuka and Charlotte are really good, and Shane is also really good. So it's not like this was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was fine. I didn't care about it. I was... Uh enjoying my dinner i got some mcdonald's i was out on the there's like a blizzard going on right now so i got home from uh my band practice and ate some mcdonald's and watched this match so yeah that's what happened and it, it was a match well we're glad you got home safe yeah well i'm not <laughs> oh god Oof. yeah rob's recording this outside yeah ryan as far as i'm aware you did not watch this right no i decided to play fifa um and I won my 69th game of the season. 69-0. Congratulations. I got one game left. I've got the Champions, I've got the Champions League final uh, against Paris Saint-Germain, uh, or PSG. Don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but I'm going to win. going to go 70-0, hopefully. I'm, I'm glad That's I looked down at my phone and I see Ryan has sent me all of... We'll talk about this. <laughs> anyway. Um... Yeah, uh, similar to our Wrestle Kingdom shows, I'm going to try for throughout the year, anytime I feel like I need to, um, for pay-per-views or whatever, I am going to give star ratings. That's my whole thing this year. I am for, for our review shows, I am going to give star ratings. So I gave the women's title match one and a half stars. That's fair. Main show time here. The, our first match is the WWE Championship match, and immediately we get Goldberg coming out. Goldberg makes his entrance, and Goldberg is not wearing his normal trunks. He has shorts on. He has, like, the Brock Lesnar um, shorts on, which was a weird... They weren't even, like... I don't know. Brock Lesnar's looked like they're, like, better. His looked, like, really cheap. Yeah. These just looked like they were, like, basketball shorts with his logo painted on. Yeah. This was a weird look for Goldberg. I was not used to this. Um, anyway, Goldberg comes out to the ring, and he just stands there, and then they play the video package for him and Drew McIntyre's feud. Uh, before McIntyre comes out. It was weird that they did an entrance and then the hype video and then Drew's entrance. Um, yeah. I was very confused about that. But anyway, uh, that's what we got. And, the, yeah, the big news about this was that Goldberg had new gear. Anyway, uh, McIntyre comes out. He had a bunch of pyro all throughout the arena. Um, it definitely looked cool. I will say that. Yeah. It scared me. <laughs> yeah, Ryan screamed. Um, I I mean to be fair, my, the reason I was scared was because I was like, this is this feels like a special entrance. And Rob, what is what do you always say about special entrances? Oh, when you get a special entrance, you almost always lose. So yeah, true. 
Anyway, uh, before the bell, we get a big brawl here, uh, and Goldberg spears Drew through the barricade. Uh, eventually, the match does start back in the ring. Drew McIntyre hits a claymore on Bill Goldberg, but Bill kicks out. McIntyre goes for a second claymore, and Goldberg dodges it. He lays into uh, Drew with another spear. Drew kicks out. Goldberg then goes for a jackhammer, and as we well, were I think talking, it was he, he hit two spears. Two spears. Out. Sorry. Um, Goldberg, again, we had talked about this, but obviously we were, so we were on Zoom. Our whole group was on Zoom. There were seven of us and, uh, well, Jake wasn't here for this one. That doesn't matter. That's semantics. Anyway, the consensus was, would Goldberg be able to get Drew up for a jackhammer if he struggled to get the fiend up? And Goldberg did go for a jackhammer and he did get him up. Uh, that was, okay. he got him up well. It's yes. just the other part wasn't good. The whole second part of the move where he has to get him down looked awful. This had to be one of Which the worst. Which is weird. You would think that would be the easy part. Right. I don't know what it was, if it was miscommunication or, like, him, like, his leg giving out or something. But he just, like, kind of, like, dropped Drew. And it looked really awkward. Um, yeah. But Drew kicks out of the jackhammer. They replayed uh, it, like, four times, too. I don't so know why they it. would do that. <laughs> um, anyway, Drew hits a claymore, a second claymore. And officially beats Bill Goldberg clean as a whistle. Uh, also, let it be known that commentary claims that uh, only Brock Lesnar and Goldberg are the two people that have ever kicked out of a Claymore. Which I do not think is true because I feel like the Claymore was his finisher when he was in so, WWE the first so time. So it was invented. No, it wasn't. It was in, no? He started it was, u- it was the uh, Future Shock the future DDT. Shock DDT. He oh, started okay. using the Claymore, like the kick, when he was in 3MB, but it wasn't like officially his finisher, and it wasn't the Claymore. Gotcha. Um, so in in his WWE run, yeah, I would pro- like this run currently when it was like Randy finisher, didn't kick out of it at Hell in a Cell. I have not I seen know. that match. Maybe so I, I can see Roman maybe at Survivor Series, but I don't remember. Yeah, gotcha. I have no idea. Okay. Um. This was a Goldberg match, and it was exactly what a Goldberg match is. The good, the only positive I can say about this was that Drew won clean. Uh, Goldberg. It puts big, puts Drew over big. Um, Goldberg did not win a championship. That's true. So, you know what? I think there's more positive than negative coming out of this. So yeah, yeah. I am not and mad about this at all. It wasn't yeah, a good match, but it, it was, was an awful match. Yeah, it was yeah, again. Absolutely, Drew, Drew did what he had to. He didn't again. Drew got an easy paycheck tonight, where he just had to hit claymores and eat a couple spears. Um, you know who didn't have a good uh, easy time Goldberg tonight? Did Goldberg. Not have any time. This match Goldberg <laughs> looked like he had just wrestled a sixty-minute Iron Man match. Uh, yeah, in the Tokyo Dome, real bad. Yeah, it, he didn't look good. I want to see something real quick. Um, I need to know what the, the match time was for this because Goldberg... Like Two minutes the, like, and 30 seconds. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. And that's not including like the f- first minute and a half, two minutes of them brawling outside. Yeah, so it was probably about, you know, four minutes. Total. Yeah, so under five minutes, there was no reason that, like... If Goldberg's not in the shape to do this for five minutes, this man should not be doing more. Um, unfortunately, I, I, it's Mania and it's two nights. They're going to need something, so yeah. he'll be there. Uh, I think after the match, also they did hug and kiss bit. So yeah, that was basically that was, Goldberg showed his endorsement of, of McIntyre. Yeah, which is good. It just doesn't make sense for the story they were doing with like him claiming that Drew had disrespected the legends, and then he's just like, oh yeah, I guess not. So 
You, you can beat me. You can beat all legends. Yeah, I guess so. It was very weird. Regardless, it's nice to see Drew win, and I'm glad his reign did not end a second time. Uh, Ryan, you yeah. were right. Everyone else doubted Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But I don't bet. I don't bet against Drew. Every hey man. I bet against Drew, I lose. I credit my picking of Drew McIntyre here for winning me the title tonight. Yeah, kind of. Because it got me double points. I mean, yeah, yeah if true. you if you didn't pick Drew McIntyre, you would have tied with Joey. I don't know who would have won on the... Uh... Joey. Joey was under me. Oh. Because I, I had the most time. Okay. So, yeah, there you go, then. Um, For my star rating on this, I'm giving this .5 stars. I'm never going to watch this again. Drew won. That's the only reason it gets .5. If Goldberg won, I would have genuinely given the zero stars. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, after this... We have our SmackDown Women's Championship match. This is I would say the quality definitely picked up by a lot after this Absolutely. Match. I would agree 100% <laughs> with that. Um, we have our SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's Sasha Banks against Carmella once again. Uh, Carmella makes her entrance. I guess this is the first time Ryan's seen Carmella's new entrance because as we were watching this over Zoom, he said, is Carmella's new gimmick uh, a stripper? Um, as I said... This is the first WWE event that I've watched since Money in the Bank. I just want to state that I like it. I like her new presentation. So I don't have it. I don't have an issue with it. I yeah. was just very confused. Yeah. Um. I don't. Her I think it's not the best, but I like the whole presentation. I don't like. I don't like the music. I think the music needs work. As to, again, yeah. I think if I was going to make one big criticism of WWE right now, it'd be the music that they're putting out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they definitely they pump out music too quick. Yeah, agreed. Um, for every and person, very and considering how much money WWE has, there's no excuse for how cheaply made it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Again, for every like carry and cross theme where it's like fantastic, then you get like mm -hmm. uh, what you call it? Mandy Rose and Carmella. Mandy Rose and Carmella theme where it's awful. Or or our our worst one of the night. Uh, was Peyton Royce our worst? Oh no, oh. Nikki Cross. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, yeah. my God. We'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I forgot. Um, anywho, so uh, Carmella comes out with her. her I, don't, I don't know if it's like a video or what, but basically she comes out, dances, and she is Reginald with her. And then we go backstage with Sasha, where she's with Kayla, and she uh, Kayla asks if Sasha's worried about the odds being against her. Sasha replies that she's ready. She's the best. And by the end of the night, she'll be drinking, or she'll, she, yeah, she will be celebrating by drinking the finest champagne of Carmella's tears as she watches the Royal uh, Women's Royal Rumble match. Yeah, I'm just saying that that's not how champagne works, I, dear. Uh, I don't know if you can make champagne out of people's tears, but uh, I think Sasha we try. I think it's an investment worth making. I know what else. She, uh, I know how else she might be celebrating. Well, oh, I mean, Christ. it's worth noting that uh, Carmella is like really into making wine and stuff. So that's yeah, why she has her own brand. Yeah, sure. And apparently, what's your call? Reginald work either works at a wine thing or is a wine taster or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in storyline like or yes, yes. That is oh, that's like he's... whatever the word they call him. Um, that is like something the to do sommelier. with. Somalia, yeah. It's something to I'm do with making or tasting. Red Robin and he's moving up in the world. Facts. True. Um, and meet and meeting a uh, heavy machinery at the Walmart. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. I blame him for heavy machinery breaking up, even though that was like a year and a half before that happened. Otis's theme is also horrible. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of themes. We could do a whole worst of deferable themes, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we'd have some yeah. we'd have some big ones. 
All right, um, the match kicks off pretty fast-paced. Sasha immediately goes for the bank, uh, bank statement, and Carmella fights out and rolls to ringside with Reggie. Uh, once she gets back in, Sasha goes for a springboard arm drag and follows it up by slapping Carmella right in the tit. And then Sasha gets into it at ringside with Reginald. Carmella, uh, then while Sasha's at ringside getting into it with Reggie, she has Reggie get down on all fours and climbs on his back and then jumps off of him to hit like a, a jumping lariat onto Sasha against the announce desk. That was I thought it was pretty nifty. Yeah, kind of innovative, I guess. Um, and then back in the ring, Carmella ties Sasha's hair to the bottom rope and begins kicking her in the face. Um, I mean, if you have long hair, I guess that's a nice way to utilize it in a match. Mm -hmm. Creative, mm -hmm. I'll take it. Uh, Sasha gets thrown into Reggie again at ringside. He catches her, and she launches into a Hurricane Rana. This was probably my only big gripe with this match because it didn't make sense. So Reggie catches Sasha, and then she hits a Hurricane Rana on him, and then the ref ejects Reggie for getting a move hit on him. It just didn't to be sense. fair, like a minute later, uh, like uh, Sasha gets attacked by Carmella. And Carmella, like, after the pin, is like, why'd you kick kick him out? And he said he put his hands on her. Which technically is true. He caught her. But, I, like... I don't know if that's DQ-worthy. Yeah. Or not DQ-worthy. Ejection-worthy. Yeah. Anyway, this is the scariest part of this match. And, again, it's, uh, it was wild that it came from Carmella. Uh, at ringside, uh, Sasha's standing there. And Carmella comes flying through the ropes with a crazy suicide dive. And just lands face-first on, uh, on the mats outside. This looked brutal. Yeah, um, still not the scariest moment of this week in weekend in wrestling, but it was up there. Uh, yeah, again, um, what was the scariest? Uh, Tanahashi got dropped on the top of his head by Shingo Takage. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't watch wrestling. That was pretty. That was genuinely scary. Me and Ryan were watching that, and it was like a gasp out loud moment. What, what it was? What made in Japan? Yeah, it was. He hit yeah. made in Japan and dropped him right on his head. And considering Tanahashi is an old man who literally is needs like full body surgery. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, anyway, this was a brutal spot for Carmella to take. And as I said while we were watching this show, it felt like something you would expect from Sasha. Yes, um, 100%. But uh, Carmella eventually, she stands up and was completely fine from this. So I guess it wasn't as bad as it looked. But on yeah. slow motion replay, it still looked awful. Um, yeah. I mean, if... if, if she didn't make contact with Sasha. She probably would have been dead. But yeah. I think... Uh, wrong? Hey, man, I think it added to the match, honestly. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. It was, but It, it got me back crazy. into it. I thought um, it was, uh, you know... Like, I was, I was starting to drain from the match because I didn't expect it to go this long. Um, because, again, I, I haven't been paying attention to this feud. Um, and once Reggie got, got taken out, I was like, oh, this match basically oh, you over wanted, you just wanted reggie to pull her pants down again dude yeah, that's I'm the only I'm the only things i know about this about this is that sasha banks uh faced reggie last week uh and he basically pulled her entire pants down uh to her knees um and the, and the other thing that i know I is that she is horn and that she is horny on main on instagram <laughs> i've seen the clip and i gotta say the cameramen on smackdown are top tier for yes not, for for like not getting it on tv because yeah was like because what you're called she she's had that those moments before all right i am gonna i'm gonna interject here 
Ryan, you need to. You oh, are, am I too? Too loud? Yeah. Too loud. I didn't want to say it. Oh my okay. God. I'm trying to find a good spot for this. To our to our audience listening, I I am sorry if you are going deaf. Okay. <laughs> I I now have my microphone like almost down at the bottom of my belly. That's much better. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad. Again, I'm glad that Ryan says he doesn't keep up with WWE, and then he's just like, man, when Sasha Banks got pants. That's uh, that's what Reggie's here for. Dude, because I follow Reggie on uh, on all socials. and Actually, uh, I don't. I guess. Anyway. Uh, I wish. Carmella throws Sasha back in after the suicide dive, gets a two count. Uh, Sasha climbs to the top rope, goes for her frog splash. Carmella gets her knees up, gets a transition into Dakota Silence. Sasha rolls out and hits a sliding knee. That was a really smooth sequence from the two of them. Uh, Sasha then climbs back up onto the uh, top turnbuckle, goes for some type of dive. Carmella catches her, uh, catches her with a super kick to the chest and then another super kick to the chin for another near fall two count. It was a really good near fall. Agreed. Yes. Eventually, Sasha fights back, locks in the bank statement on Carmella, and Sasha Banks retains the SmackDown Women's Championship, tapping out Carmella with the bank statement. I thought this was a really solid match. I, I agree. I thought this was really good. Um, again, I've always thought Carmella was uh, pretty underrated, even back in NXT when she wasn't the best. I thought I like her look. I think she's pretty crisp in the ring, and she has unique offense. And I thought and her she, she has really good chemistry with a lot of the people that were in NXT with her. Yeah, and like I think her, her, her and Bailey have really good chemistry. Um, her and Sasha clearly have really good chemistry, um, and she's also pretty good on the mic as well uh now that she like i think that like i i have to say i think she's better on the mic once she got to main roster than she was in nxt because i really didn't like her in nxt on the mic because it was basically enzo Mori but worse yeah uh, to be fair she was with enzo so yeah um, she kind of had to fit that uh that whole mold Sam was um, hating on her the whole night, though. So I was, yeah, I was, Sam, uh, I Sam was seems confused. to have a very big issue with Carmella. I don't know what it is. I really wanted him to be on the podcast so I could ask him about yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, next time we get Sam on the podcast, somebody has to remember to ask him. Yeah, Just yeah. randomly. It could be like a year from now and we can ask him. Okay. Uh, it anyway, can be at the year-end awards. Yeah, true. Uh, anyway, I thought this was really solid. Um, I think, again, Sasha and Carmella seem to just have good chemistry. And I gave this three and a half stars. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I would probably be in the same range. Yes, so that was my yeah. choice for that. I have to say, um, I think that the once Reggie was eliminated from ringside, I feel like the match really took it like form of its own. Like, I felt like it was a, a tale of two matches, um, where like the first portion of the match, like as I said, it was kind of draining. And then once Reggie was gone, it felt like they were like, okay, let's show that we can actually do this. And they performed excellently. Um, and it definitely surprised me, considering I had zero expectations for a match that was literally announced uh, two days before the show. That's on the booking, though, because this has been a feud for a while. So Yeah, really no, what's your call? I, I, I told Pat that I thought this feud was over because I feel like after Hell in a Cell... Um, with Bailey and Sasha ending, I feel like Carmella has been feuding with uh, Sasha ever since. So, would I be correct with that? I think there was somebody in between. I have no okay. idea. Well, there was Survivor Series. 
in between. So that was the yeah. bummer. But yeah, t the TLC. It was TLC and then tonight. Okay. <clears throat> Backstage, we have Biggie and Xavier Woods talking about how Retribution have beaten up Xavier Woods three times now. Biggie says that doesn't matter, and he needs 60 minutes from Xavier Woods. Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn shows up with his camera crew, and then Kofi Kingston shows up and scares the living shit out of Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Sammy Zayn <laughs> screeches when he hears Kofi show up. Um, For somebody selling a broken jaw, his 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 mouth was working. And uh, New Day, uh, it is worth noting, had really nice tributes to Brody Lee on their gear. Um, they had some really cool art on all of their gear, on their jackets and their um, uh, Xavier Lee's pants in Big E's singlet. So really Xavier cool. Woods, you Xavier mean. Lee! Xavier Lee, Jesus, Xavier <laughs> Woods. Okay, uh, sorry. Worth noting that Big E and, and Brody were, like, really, really close friends. Yeah, uh, the, it did come, uh, what was it, the AEW podcast, Pat, where yeah. they said that uh, Big E was one of the last people that was allowed to yeah. see Brody. Yeah. So. They also talked about it on the, the New Day podcast. Their episode for Brody was really, really nice. I totally forgot that that was a podcast. I would say you guys should give it a listen. I know you guys aren't, like, big into I, the, I, the New I Day really, I really, yeah, I was going to say, I really enjoy the New Day as three individual people. Uh, like, yeah, I just think too. that, like, the amount of, like, chemistry that they have shows that they, like, they are actually friends. Like, they makes like enjoying. So much. I love that, man. Yeah, like, say... there are moments that they have, like, when I used to watch Up, Up, Down, Down, like, religiously, was just fantastic. Mm -hmm. So. I was going to jump in and say I do listen to the New Day podcast. It is one of my subscribed oh. uh, podcasts, so. Yes. Yep. Uh, That's the after... main podcast I listen to, actually. I don't really listen to much anymore. Yeah, I don't listen. I, I just haven't really listened to podcasts in, like, forever. Podcasts are my lifeblood, basically. Um, yeah. All right. After this, Bad Bunny performs his hit song, Booker T, with Booker T standing there for the entire performance dressed as G.I. Bro. How many uh, stars? <laughs> how many stars do I give the performance? Yep. You gotta wait. I gotta finish my. I gotta finish the description here because at okay, the end okay. of the performance, Booker T grabs the mic and shouts, "Can you dig it, sucker?" Uh, and also worth noting, the entire time through this performance, there was piped-in crowd audience, but obviously, there's no real audience here. I thought this was really weird to see Bad Bunny performing an entire song in Spanish. Like I'm, it's not, like I have no issue with like Spanish artists. It just feels like WWE for like a main show like this to just break it up with a performance. There's no live crowd there, so you're not performing for a live audience. It was very weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also I wanted like to note, I saw a lot of people on Reddit say, that say, I speak Spanish, and I don't even think he's saying real words half the time. So, <laughs> well, what you're called, yeah. I, I have to say that the there, there's a lot. It, so, because I know a little Spanish, and Pat, Pat can probably back me up, uh, a little bit here. I was gonna say, I don't know um, no, no, not that you know, but you know, like that, like there's a lot of different versions of Spanish. Oh yeah. And that like each, like, area of, like Latin America has their own little twangs or little dialects, yeah, kind of like how America has it. Yeah, um, that's true. Where and I don't know if he's Puerto Rican or Cuban. Um, it's not even just America; it's any English. Yeah. In England and Australia and everywhere, they have their own yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, um, but like they, there's like you could be 
like very close proximity country wise but have a two totally different ways of saying things and yeah you bring up a good point how like um like wales scotland ireland england northern ireland are all literally like right connected but each of them have their totally different yeah, yeah. And uh, like you types said, like different parts of the u.s like yeah they say completely different things in philadelphia from new york and they're what yeah 100 miles from each other if that. yeah yeah um so uh that's one that is one of the the things i'm just gonna uh, about like how people are like i don't think he's speaking like actual words it's one of the things um that like some some things mean absolutely nothing they're just literally letters that you just said together and then other ones are like actual words um I actually, I, I I don't understand most of the song, but like it's very catchy, like the beat and everything. Um, I I don't know what it has to do with Booker T. He says Booker T. I think three times in the song, and I, Booker I T yells, "Can Booker. you dig it?" It in the chorus he says something Booker T. Gotcha. Um, and then the ending is Booker T saying, "Can you dig it, sucker?" So uh, I hey. hated it. I thought it was horrible. So yeah, that's just me. Uh, I I. At this point, like, I didn't really have a care for this. I had tuned out at this point. I was just I literally said I would rather have Flo Rida at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I like wanted Flo to... Either, so. I wanted to ask Rob a question about this. Um, just because he plays music live. Um, yep. How difficult do you think it would be from, perform like, normally performing, like, since he's a big pop star, I'd yep. say he'd probably used to playing for few like tens of thousands of people, of people. Yeah. how how does it go from going from that to an arena where there's literally just you and your dj and cameramen and a bunch of video screens, bunch of video screens uh, not making sounds honestly, i'm sure it's absolutely horrible it's probably awkward i can tell you as somebody who you know often plays to maybe tens of people <laughs> when you're playing you know when you're used to playing to you know a few dozen people and there's nobody there it's the worst so mm -hmm. you know it i can't imagine playing to you know tens of thousands of people and there being nobody there so yeah. it's probably horrible but maybe he likes it i don't know yeah also, that's his, that's his kink <laughs> his kink is playing in front of nobody well, this man, this, your, your new gimmick on this podcast is the guy who's just horny no you stop it um for those who that's might have enjoyed JR. this that's JR. He's not on our podcast. For those who might have enjoyed this, uh, it is worth noting they did announce after the performance that there is an exclusive shirt. Uh, it's a crossover shirt for WWE and Bad Bunny that you can get on WWE yeah. Shop. It's a shame they didn't put more effort into other shirts than this because I like the design, actually. Real quick, does anybody want to know what the price of this shirt is? I would assume probably like $64. I'm looking. Oh, it's 40% off face masks tonight, guys. Oh, good. Uh, the Bad Bunny Royal Rumble stuff is uh, so the T-shirt is twenty seven ninety nine. The hoodie is forty nine or forty uh, forty bucks, and the post <laughs> the poster is thirty dollars. Good, sounds reasonable. All right. I've never heard of a poster being more expensive than a T-shirt. Oh, depends yeah, on what the, depends on what the poster is. Is it like framed or anything? Nope. Then never mind. All right. It just says poster. Women's Royal Rumble time. 
the only thing we knew about going into this besides 13 people being announced for it was that Natalia was number 30. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, number one. Very exciting. Our number one person is Bailey, and she comes out and she goes over to the commentary desks and starts uh, screaming at Jerry Lawler uh, about Michael Cole, and they talk about how she shaved the word Cole into the back of her head and has said that if she wins the Royal Rumble, she's challenging Michael Cole at WrestleMania. No idea what she would be challenging him for, but uh, sure. Hey, I'm for it. She, she's challenging Michael him for his undefeated record. True. She's challenging Michael Cole to his number, his undefeated record at WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, so this is where my note-taking just becomes more uh, monotonous of writing down every single person's entrance and who got eliminated. Sometimes, if there's any big spots... I wrote spots, those down, I but I deleted down. them already. So. Well, I got it all here for us, buddy. I got it in order with numbers, who was eliminated by who for the most part. And uh, as well as any time there was a big sequence, I wrote it down. Uh, so uh, Naomi is our number two person. This was technically a surprise entrance. She was not pre-announced for this. Uh, after this, we have Bianca Belair coming out at number three. And uh, she immediately goes after Bailey. She nails her with a spine buster and then does this cool cartwheel body press that she hits. Uh, I like that. And then her and B or Bianca and Naomi had this interesting thing where they kind of just were like holding on to each other and doing like cartwheels. Um, I thought that would look cool. Yeah, it was just kind of showing off their athleticism. So. No, that was ba that was uh, Bianca and Naomi. Oh, did I, what did I say? Bailey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah so it was Bianca and Naomi. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Bailey would have been able to do that. Uh, my nephew and my brother really did not like Bianca. They were very, uh, they were Whoa. really against her. I don't as know some, why. As somebody who is a big Bianca Belair fan, that hurts. Billy they Kay. were very, very against her. That's a travesty. Billy Kay is number four. She comes out not in her Riot Squad gear. She's in bright pink, and she comes out with a pile of her 8x10s. And instead of getting into the ring, she joins commentary for a bit at ringside. But she never put the headset fully on. Like, she, she said, like, one thing and then kept on taking it off. Because she clearly had a plan here. Because shortly after this, our number five was NXT Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Billy Kay was also a surprise entrant. She was not officially announced. Shotzi Blackheart is another technical... Uh, surprise entrance. Shotzi comes out on her tank, and Billy Kay has made her way to the entrance ramp uh, to offer uh, Shotzi an 8x10. Shotzi shoots the tank missile at Billy, but misses, and then gets into the ring while Billy is still at ringside, kind of just like reacting that she was almost just shot. She was almost just killed on national television, on international television. <laughs> she was almost killed by a, by a baby face. Yeah. Uh, number six is Shayna Baszler, another surprise person in this match, I believe. Nope, was she? nope. She was no, she wasn't. She was announced. Okay. Um, obviously, your new uh, women's tag team champion here. Uh, number seven, another surprise entrant, Tony Storm from NXT comes out, and you guessed it. Who is at the entrance ramp with an 8x10? Billy Kay. And hey, Tony Billy Kay came over for Shayna as well. I, dude, I didn't write that down. They didn't yeah, really no. have Shayna shoved her into the wall. Uh, oh, okay. Quote from Sam from Sam when when uh, Tony Storm walked out. Uh, who's that? <laughs> Says the man who met Tony Storm. Yeah, he met Tony. Yep, at WrestleMania Access. Yeah. So he yep, has uh, he has photos of him. Yep, there's and photos of myself, uh, Sam, and Tony Storm. I feel like consistently throughout the match, he was asking if she was from NXT as well. Yeah, he yeah, he, so. he asked them multiple times. Very confusing, uh, but that shows what Sam remembers. Uh, this was. Uh, again, I feel like the reason I wrote this down more than Shayna just shoving Billy was that uh, Tony, like, 
was the first person we thought might actually accept this offer. She like looked at it, she pulled her glasses down, and then put him back up, and then got in the ring. So, yeah. oh well, Billy Kay is left uh, out. And then we had our first elimination. Shotzi Blackheart basically did nothing in this match but try to kill Billy Kay, and Shayna Baszler dumps her out to uh, to Shotzi deserved better. Number eight, the mystery entrant that everybody has been clamoring for for years. <laughs> yes. Jilly, so, Jillian so Hall was in this match. I was so disappointed that it wasn't Jillian Hall with her mole. Jillian Hall comes out. Her and Billy are at ringside, obviously. And Billy pitches herself. She she uh, throws out the name Billy and Jilly. And Jillian Hall is so excited for this. And they agree to team up. And they get in the ring. And I was shocked that Jillian Hall was in this match as long as she was. <laughs> Did she get um, any eliminations? No. She did no, not, but good. she was she was in there for a couple minutes. I thought she would have been dumb. She would have been somebody where if you told me Jillian Hall was coming back in a rumble, I was like, oh, she'd be in there for a couple seconds and just dumped out. Yep. Um, but Jillian Hall was here. Her and Billy Kay teamed up for a little bit. Uh, number nine, Ruby Riot. Ruby number Wyatt. ten, I have nothing written for Ruby Riot's turn. Uh, number ten, Victoria. Joey, uh, Joey kind of willed this one into existence. Last year yeah, he picked he Victoria as a surprise entrant. It didn't happen, and this year we get Victoria. Victoria comes out, and I'm so uh, proud she, of him. Yeah, honestly, she gets in the ring, clears house. Peyton Royce comes in at number eleven, and we get the spot where Peyton goes for her version of Widow's Peak, but Victoria fights out and drops Peyton with a Widow's Peak. So that was cool. Number twelve. Oh, you for, you forgot that uh, Billy grabbed uh, Victoria's arm and on the other side, Billy grabbed her other arm and then they just both dropped her. Uh, they knocked Victoria down and Peyton tried to get her to do the iconic thing, but then Ruby Riot locked eyes with uh, Billy and uh, basically was like, I, I, she like looked like she was going to do the iconics and then she went and walked away and Bill, and Peyton was like, oh. Fair enough. But then we got, uh, we yeah. Number you, this, this was the issue of Billy trying to team up with literally everyone is now, <laughs> now she had multiple people she was trying to uh, stay friends with in the middle of a match. Yes, sir. Number 12, Santana. Not even Santana Garrett. She just comes out as Santana. I saw the name pop up on my screen and I genuinely thought it said Santina. Jake thought it too when he saw it, and I honestly... I thought it was going to be Santana from Proud and Powerful. So. <laughs> yeah, he was jumping ship. I, um, I, I thought it was going to be uh, the the whole band Santana. Oh, God. Um, I mean, cool for Santana Garrett to get this opportunity to be in a Rumble. It just kind of feels weird that she hasn't done anything in NXT for anybody to like react to her. I mean, um, I, I I will say that, yeah, that's that's 100% the case. Um, but last year, Shotzi Blackheart literally debuted like th like a few weeks before the Rumble and then was brought Zia into the Rumble. Yeah. Zia Lee was also, yeah, I think Zia was in last To be year. fair, was yeah, I was going to say, Zia Lee has been with the company for like ever at this point. She's in your favorite match of all time, so. Well, she has that is true. She has a new gimmick in NXT, guys, where she basically yeah, she uh, just yeah. like kills people. Yeah, she kills people and no sell stuff. So, that's, that's hey, cool. I have to say, that's the kind of stuff I, you guys love. So. I mean, that's I'm just gonna say, from what I've seen of Zia Lee minus the Aaliyah match, she's pretty good. Uh, 
She just had zero character before. I, I it was literally, I am Chinese. I don't have an opinion on her because I haven't seen enough. Anywho, Santana Garrett's your number 12. Number 13 is Liv Morgan, uh, who comes out to the Riot Squad theme. Uh, no yeah, because longer, they're tag teams. She no longer comes out to Nana. That's good. Nana. The greatest theme song name of all time. Nana. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the best theme though? Because I mean, I said best now, theme name. No, no, I know, but now there's now there's Mandy Roses. Oh yeah, I've arrived. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, Liv Morgan comes out, obviously teams up with Ruby Riot. Billy Kay turns on Jillian Hall and eliminates her. Billy eliminates Jilly, and then shortly after this, Ruby and Liv dump Billy Kay out to the uh, outside, and Billy Kay is eliminated. So that's the end and of laugh that. at her. Yeah, they laugh. Concerning their team, their the best for, they they tag teamed a, a few times. What, what bullies? Yeah. The heel yeah. turns. Number 14. Yeah, will be Wyatt. Yeah, will be Wyatt. Number 14 is Rhea Ripley, another surprise, uh, surprise entrant. And they definitely turned up the volume for, like, the, the piped-in crowd noise here to, like, accentuate her entrance. Um, it definitely felt like she got, like, a bigger... It's weird to say, but, like, got a bigger reaction from the, the fake audience. Um, yeah. So. Uh, there were a few people throughout uh, the, the two rumbles that I felt got that. Like, they sh- they should have given it to Santana Garrett. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure they muted it at, when Santana Garrett came out. I mean, that would be the reaction of a real crowd when Santana That's true. Garrett came out. So. Uh, Rhea comes in and just kind of cleans house. She eliminates Tony. Uh, she, I believe she eliminates Victoria, and she takes out Santana uh, all in really quick succession. Santana at least got, like, a cool elimination. Oh, yeah, with a split, yeah. right? Yeah. She she like it took a lot to take her down. Which considering yeah, yeah. it's Santana Garrett, who again, as Pat said, has done basically jack squat in NXT, um, very surprising. Yeah, she actually looked better than she has, you know, ever. On NXT, yeah. Number fifteen is Charlotte Flair, which leads to a big uh, stare down, obviously, between Charlotte and Rhea, following their. Who, and then Charlotte immediately throws Rhea out. And just laughs. I would have. I would have screamed. I would. No, that that would have been I, so bad. If I mean, if Charlotte won this match, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, that would have been. Uh, that would have been bad. Uh, Bailey gets eliminated. Or no, sorry. Bailey eliminates Ruby Riot, and then we get number sixteen, Dana Brooke. Uh, in between this, Liv Morgan gets eliminated by somebody. I did not write down who eliminated her, so I have no idea. Me. Uh, number 17, Tori Wilson. I feel like she has been in a couple of these Women's Royal Rumble matches at this point. Mm. Yeah, she never um, does anything. Yeah, she, Tor- Tori is literally someone who they're just going to roll out at any time, and she'll say yes. Because like, she, she, she's always in shape for these. You say Tori did nothing, but Tori definitely did something. She hit one of the worst clotheslines I've ever seen <laughs> in my life onto Peyton Royce. This was awful. That oh is bad. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, Dana Brooke uh, attempts to eliminate Rhea, but Rhea lifts her up for a powerbomb over the top ropes, um, and she ends up powerbombing Dana Brooke right onto the apron, which eliminates Dana Brooke. Uh, and then we get number 18, which is Lacey Evans, but it's not directly Lacey Evans because Ric Flair's music plays, and Ric Flair comes out, 
And then he introduces Lacey Evans, who's wearing one of his robes. Nope, nope. It was according according to commentary. It was going to be in this match. Yeah, according to commentary, it was the robe that Charlotte Flair wore uh, wore out to the tag title match. It definitely wasn't because the back of it said Nature Boy. Uh, Well, that's I'm just saying what the commentary said. Maybe it was supposed to look like the one she wore out, but this definitely said Nature Boy. If you go back and look. Uh, Charlotte eliminates Peyton Royce, who, uh, this looked like, this genuinely scared me. This looked like Peyton could have, like, gotten really hurt by how she got eliminated. Mm -hmm. She, like, tried to save herself, but, like, got, like, stretched out, like, completely. Like, her leg just, like, um, extended on the apron, uh, before she fell down. That looked awful to take. Um, Shayna Baszler eliminates Tori Wilson. Bailey is eliminated by Bianca Belair, uh, kind of unceremoniously. Like the camera didn't even catch Bailey uh, originally; they had to go to a replay to show it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number yeah. nineteen. We. Uh, I don't have anything to say for these people. Number nineteen. Mickey James comes back. Uh, so I think this in is Kane geared, baby. Yeah, she's dressed like <laughs> Kane, um, which is kind of weird. Uh, One but, legend repping another legend. And that other legend showed up later, so. Uh, but Mickey James, alert. yeah, spoiler alert. Mickey James comes out, um, surprise entrant. I feel like this is her first wrestling appearance for WWE in quite a while. Uh, and let it be known that uh, when She's she came out, twice. yeah, when when she came out, uh, I believe Byron was like, "Oh, we just had one leg- uh, old uh, former legend, and now we have another." And it's like she's still employed and under contract with a wrestling con- yeah, contract. Very, like it's not a legend's deal. I'm very confused by Mickey. And she's very, and she's also very open on Twitter about how she is still a wrestler. Like, fo- uh, who was it? Uh, Ryan Satin and Fox uh, WWE on Fox post posted a tier list and had Mickey is like D. And their reasoning was she's technically, like, she was on the roster, but she's, uh, she's like, kind of not a wrestler anymore. And she was like, no, I'm still uh, still a wrestler. Like, I'm still employed. I still have a wrestling deal, not a Legends contract. Don't call me a Legend. Um, like, she's very against that term because Legend deal, like, when you hear Legend, it's basically, like, it, they're not calling current wrestlers that. Uh, yeah. Which I would agree. Uh-huh. Anywho, uh, number 20, now we can talk about it. Nikki Cross comes out. Yes, worst so, theme in the world. What was this? All right. What? I, my first thought was this, is like, I don't know if this is accurate at all, but for some reason the name that pops into my head for who this sounded like is Leanne Rhymes. Like, I don't know what that, I don't know what Leanne Rhymes sounds like 100%, but that's the name that popped into my head. So, yeah. You could have said you could have said literally any country artist at that point. It was so off-putting. <laughs> I don't know I don't, who's. I don't know who this would even fit. I, I don't know. Not Jillian Nikki Hall, Crow. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, Rob. I, I have to let you know uh, the person who does the the singing on that song is actually Jillian Hall. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, you wish. Anywho, Nikki Cross's theme song. Uh, again, the last time I saw Nikki Cross wrestle, she was coming out with Alexa, so she was using that theme song, and she obviously had her own theme song as well. This was not that. Uh, this I'm was, I'm gonna uh, be honest, uh, and this is this is probably dating myself a lot. Um, what? Why is Nikki Cross not? Like, like she comes, like, this feels like they've gotten rid of the whole, like, Scottish 
psychopath that she I'm was. Pre- I'm pretty sure they did get rid of that. I mean, that's but like she gone. still came, but like she came out and still was like, like she screamed, she threw, like rushed her hair, she runs out, like she still does the same entrance. It's I, just... I mean, to be fair, like when she was with Alexa Bliss, she was no longer the Scottish psychopath. She was just like a normal person. Yeah, which so. is weird, because I, I felt like that was the, other than that, she's pretty pretty good in the ring that was the biggest drawing point to Nikki regardless cross i have no idea uh nikki cross got in the ring and started doing stuff but this 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 theme song does not fit her at all it doesn't fit any any normal it, human being it's that bizarre i would say just look this up if you haven't heard it already yeah it's, it's very weird. weird number 21 we get another return alicia fox is here this is the this this is where we thought that the last thing was bizarre. This is where the match literally takes the most bizarre thing I think I've ever seen in a wrestle in a Royal Rumble. Alicia Fox comes out, and shortly after she gets in the ring, R Truth's music hits, and R Truth runs out to the ring screaming "Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble." Uh, he gets up onto the apron, and then the camera cuts to the entrance ramp, and you see all of the twenty four seven geeks chasing him, including. Humberto Carrillo, who I forgot that man exists. Uh, Drew Gulak, I think the Lucha House Party was there. Um, and Akira Tozawa, dressed as a ninja. And I'm still glad they're running with it. R-Truth gets in the ring. And as the 24-7 dweebs start to try and get in the ring to pin him, he grabs Alicia Fox and just starts, like, using her as a weapon by throwing her into the people climbing up onto the apron. Until they stop, and then Alicia Fox rolls up R-Truth to win the 24-7 championship during the middle of the Royal Rumble. Number 22, Mandy Rose starts to come out, and Alicia Fox starts screaming that she's the 24-7 champion, starts parading around the ring with it, basically. It looked like she was challenging Mandy to come get her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so Mandy gets in the ring, and I believe Mandy throws Alicia out, eliminates her, and then Truth immediately rolls up Alicia Fox at ringside to win the 24-7 championship again. Um. And then gets chased off by the dweebs again. This was weird and crazy. It, it made me laugh, though. I mean... Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just glad that we keep on willing Alicia Fox into existence. Yeah. <laughs> Out of and into existence, yes. yeah. Never forget, we you know are what? the reason... <laughs> I will continue to say that I, we were the reason she was fired. It didn't take up a lot of time, so I wasn't that mad about this. Yeah, your mileage is definitely going to vary on this, depending on how you feel about, like, the 24-7 stuff, but... And Alicia Fox as a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, it it, it existed. uh, Former Divas champ, Alicia Fox. Yeah, I was there when she won. And uh, whose favorite match was that? Uh, Alicia Fox versus Molina for the Divas title? Cameron. Is it uh, Cameron, yeah. Greatest. There you go. All right, number 23, Dakota Kai from NXT, another surprise entrant. Uh, Mickey James gets tossed out by Lacey Evans, and then we get number 24, Carmella comes out drinking water with Reggie. Hold up, hold up. Sorry to stop you, but what's going on? We're good, we're good now. You're good? What? Yeah, there was a strange noise. We're fine now. Okay, all right, as long as we're good. Yeah, I didn't hear anything, so. All right, uh, Dakota Kai comes out. Uh, Mickey James gets eliminated by Lacey. Carmella comes out with Reggie, and uh, Dakota Kai gets taken out by Rhea. Dakota Kai did nothing in this match. She got like spiked on the apron too. It was nasty. Yeah, for someone who is like uh, pretty, treated pretty well in NXT, this was a kind of bizarre treatment for Dakota. I felt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mandy is. <laughs> Whoopsie Daisy. I wrote Mandy is eliminated by Mandy. I don't think that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> I wish. I nope. don't know who. Yep. 
I don't know who eliminated uh, Mandy, but uh, she was eliminated by somebody. <laughs> uh, I don't have it anymore. It might have been Rhea. Rhea maybe. eliminated a lot of people. Yeah. Rhea got seven eliminations, so maybe it was Mandy. Uh, Carmella gets sent over by Nikki Cross, but gets saved by Reggie. She comes back in the ring, and Carmella eliminates Nikki Cross. Uh, number 25 is Tamina, uh, who was battling um, Natalia on WWE backstage uh, prior to this for the number 30 spot. She lost, and so I guess she just got number 25. Could they Which isn't that worse. Less, two, more, two more lackluster people for the number 30 spot, like, for real? Yeah, you think, like, of the people in this match that you could have had fight on backstage to maybe, like, draw some people in, and they just Tamina and Natalia. Yep. Yikes. I did not write when Carmella got eliminated. Carmella got eliminated around this point at some point. Um, number 26, the return of Lana. I was really upset about this. Lana gets into the ring, and she immediately goes after Rhea Ripley for some reason, and then gets uh, teamed up on by Tamina and Rhea, who overpower her. I don't know. If I'm Lana, and I see everybody who's in the ring, I don't know why my immediate person is... Rhea Ripley, but all right. No, what's your call? You know, you have to tell us your theory, Pat. What was my theory? Uh, because uh, where's her? Where is her husband? In AEW, and what's AEW's biggest feud? NXT. She was defending Mira's honor. Oh, I don't. That wasn't my theory. I never said this. Oh, somebody said that. Maybe tonight. Joey. That was not me. Oh. Anyway, number twenty-seven. The Firefly Funhouse music hits, and out comes Alexa Bliss, and she comes out in, like, her, like, Firefly Funhouse, like, get up with, like, the skirt, rips off the skirt, and she's, like, in, like, a, like her old, like, um, gear, but it's all, like, painted to be the Firefly Funhouse, so, uh, in case you were wondering, she is, uh, she is that version of herself. She gets in the ring and immediately starts just, like, dancing and, like, cheering herself on, and then everybody in the ring just gangs up on Alexa Bliss and uh, and then the fiend like noise starts to play and you see her just like on her knees like looking like evil and she starts to transform right before your very eyes and then before this can go any further Rhea Ripley comes up right from behind her and tosses her out I'm going to be honest thank god that this happened i was very worried though that after this rhea ripley was going to get dumped by like alexa returning to the match later on as like the like, lady, the lady fiend. fiend or whatever um, um so. can i just say one thing sure okay so alexa bliss is a heel the amount of piped in noise cheering for her was almost as loud as i mean rhea to, ripley. to be fair people like alexa bliss so i mean in like a royal rumble setting she was probably gonna get cheered no matter what like if this yeah. was a real rumble um my and other I, thing is oh my gosh i really don't ever want lady fiend to be a thing because i think everybody's big again and like i i don't hate the fiend my least favorite part about the fiend is that he like fight he just no sells stuff and the only thing i've ever seen of this lady fiend thing that she does where she transforms and has like the makeup running on her face um is what she her and asuka did this week where asuka literally was just hitting her with every move in the book and alexa just like stood up immediately or no sold everything um and then like 
they Asuka gets like thrown out of the ring, and then somehow Alexa Bliss is back to normal on a rocking horse. Um, I don't need it. That's fair, Rob. I heard that you were saying something before Ryan went. So uh, I I don't know. I've really enjoyed the Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt stuff, so I wasn't. I have no issue with any of that. I mean, I I kind of get what you're saying. You know, it shouldn't really be someone that no sells all the time. But yeah. I don't know. I think they've definitely done a better job with the fiend no selling lately. So, you know, that's fine. I, um, I'm looking forward to see what they do going forward with this. Because you know see, what, she didn't need to win the Royal Rumble. So no, no, I'm glad she, she did. did not. Uh, anywho, uh, Alexa Bliss gets eliminated. And again, like I said, I was very worried that she was going to come back, but she did not. 28, Ember Moon from NXT. Uh, she's a werewolf now. She's a werewolf now, yeah. Number 29 is Nia Jax. Uh, Nia she's and not Shana, like most girls. She isn't. Uh, they immediately team up, and they eliminate Lacey, Evans, and Naomi. Uh, Tamina is also eliminated by Shayna and Nia, and then Nia Jax eliminates Shayna Baszler, and then Lana eliminates Nia Jax. Long-term um, booking. So there you go. Lana does that. Number. I, I just want to. I just want to say that I really wanted Lana to like do something more damaging than just literally lowering the rope for Nia Jax to fall over. To be over. fair, I don't think Lana has the strength to lift up Nia Jax like that. Yeah. Well, if if Nia Jax was a true professional, she would be able to help. <laughs> she would just jump over. Um. Anywho, number 30 is Natalia. Shayna and Yay. Nia have not exited the area. They're at ringside, and as Natalia's coming down to the ring, they beat up Natalia. Then they both get back in the ring. Remember, both of them have been eliminated, and they attack Lana. And then they leave the ring. And then they throw Natty into the ring, and they leave. What? I see no reason just, for anything. That they just a reminder, Nia Jax was the one to eliminate Shayna, and Shayna was very upset with her. This made absolutely no sense. Until and two minutes later. Yes. Yeah, this made absolutely no sense, and it, it affected nothing. Uh, so, very confusing. Yeah. Lana gets... Um, Lana got dumped out by Natalia, because, uh, you know, Natty uh, has to turn heel, basically. Although I think she yep. is a heel on SmackDown, but she, like, embraced Lana in the ring and hugged her, so it seemed like she was face Yeah, because they, they were a tag team at one time. Turned you remember they, 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 were, they were, like, the TikTok stars. Oh, yeah, they were the boats. Yeah, the boats, the best of all times. Them. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Um... Anywho, your final four for the Women's Royal Rumble. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, and Natalia. I know everybody was thrilled that Natalia was here. Bianca eliminates Natalia, and then that leaves uh, Bianca, Rhea, and Charlotte, which is a nice showdown from NXT last year when Charlotte was back in NXT. Ruining people's careers. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, Charlotte beats down Bianca first and then points to the WrestleMania sign and then she starts brawling with Rhea Ripley. Charlotte Flair goes for the big boot. Rhea tosses her over head and gets her onto the apron, but Charlotte holds on. And then Bianca and Rhea team up and eliminate Charlotte Flair. I was shocked that Charlotte was not in the final two. Yeah, um, thinking about it more, um, I, I feel like... It makes sense to have the two people in NXT who I felt like uh, Charlotte r hurt the most to get kind of revenge on them. Because let's be honest, Bianca was like 
pretty pretty strong in NXT near the end of her run in NXT, and then she lost to Charlotte, and then came to the main roster, was a goofball with the Street Profits for a bit, and then did basically nothing for a bit, and then feuded with Bailey, and her stock rose after that so this was a good send-off i i thought it should have been Rhea versus charlotte at the end but this made sense to me and i, I, I thought that was really good but it was really good booking at the end i definitely thought it was should have been Rhea and charlotte as well but it was good it was great final <laughs> two and they had a really really good exchange too agree bianca and Rhea go over the top ropes uh they tease the tie but they eventually just get back in the ring agreeing that they don't want to do anything stupid uh, Bianca eventually goes for the KOD. Rhea gets out, and Bianca tosses her out. Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble. No, you forgot about the greatest move of all time. Oh, where yeah, they, both they both ran at each. Yeah, they both <laughs> ran at each other and basically hit like a double face buster on each other. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bianca Belair wins the Royal Rumble, and then she has a um, interview in the ring afterwards, uh, where she's very emotional. Um, I'm a big fan of this because obviously I'm a big Bianca Belair fan. If you go back and listen to um, our podcast from one of the, like the first episodes we did when we were like building our like dream promotion or whatever. I believe yeah. I chose Bianca Belair as like my top female star. Um, I want to actually talk about a little a little bit of that. Uh, at the time, I think I chose a heel Roman Reigns, and now Roman Reigns is the, the top heel in the WWE. Yeah, that's which a good was point. not the case before. So, um, yeah. I do want to. I, I don't want to say that you willed that into thing, but um, I kind of. I mean, I feel like everybody was asking for a, a, a heel Roman Reigns fan. No, 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 but nobody it, it talked about it on a podcast except for a lot of people, so. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll allow it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, my like I said, my brother and my nephew were very mad about this for some reason. You know what? To be fair, I didn't like Bianca Belair at first either. Bianca Belair had to grow on me, so I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I was very happy Bianca won, um, so very happy about that. Uh, as for a rating for this match, I don't know how to like grade a Royal you Rumble. You can't really grade a Royal Rumble on like a t- traditional star rating. It yeah. just doesn't no. I will say I enjoyed it. I don't think this was the best Women's Rumble that they've had. Um, no, I, th- I still think the best Women's Rumble is the first one. Um, I think Where Asuka one. won. I, I didn't like last year's. I, I think I think 2019 was the best one. Yeah, Becky's win was pretty good. I would probably go the Becky one in 2019. I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, no. Oh, I'll scratch my first a, one. I think this was like, I don't know. There's only would, four. It was I better think, than yeah. last year's. I agree. This yeah. is better than last year's. And again, as somebody who's a big fan of Bianca, this is up there for great ending. I thought this was yeah. great for her. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. I will continue to say that um, I, I, I think the only... I think... The way that you can really judge a Royal Rumble is how, what happens after the Rumble, if that makes sense. Because if you give, like, somebody the the mat, the main event and, like, then they do jack squat with it. Like, Shinsuke winning the Rumble was a great moment. That's after that... 2018 is considered one of the best men's Rumbles, like, ever, though. Um, I think the match is really good. The storyline after that was good. Yeah, one of the I, worst storylines of all time. Again, I'm going to I'm going to hop in here and disagree. I don't think that changes the way you grade the rumble. Like cuz you're grading a match, you're not grading a storyline. It's like I'm not mm-hmm. grading 
this. Like, yeah, again, I, I agree with Rob. The Shinsuke win in the 2018 Rumble, that's a fantastic Rumble. I hated everything after it, basically, after the, the Mania match with AJ. But I still think that Rumble's great. Um, so like, I I think that's how I view it. I mean, yeah, they had good matches. They just had bad finishes. Hard, like hard finishes. <laughs> Having, what, three DQ finishes? Or two DQ finishes no, in a row? No, the WrestleMania match was a clean finish. No, it, they then did. then they then they went to Saudi Arabia, yeah. and then yeah. they had the backlash match a week later. Yeah. So yeah. two of I the mean, three. Look, the, I thought that match. I thought the WrestleMania match was really good, but people's expectations were too high, so that was the issue. Anywho, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Not the best, but uh, and there was some really sloppy stuff and also some scary stuff like Peyton Royce looking like she was going to break her leg when she got eliminated. But very happy Bianca won. After this, a backstage segment, we have Bad Bunny with Booker T and The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, I was really upset about this segment. This, this, <laughs> yeah, why? Um, because I thought this was going to lead to, hey, Booker T's going to be in the Rumble. Nope, nope, that's not going to happen. Booker T's going to dress in gear that looks like you could go and wrestle, but nah. She's <laughs> going to stand around and look like a tough guy. I wonder how Booker T feels about uh, The Undertaker's comments about how uh, everybody in this generation of wrestlers are soft. I, I, I don't know. Booker T's from that generation. That's why I feel, and he's pretty outspoken about stuff, so that's why I feel like I, I want to know how he feels. I don't know. Go listen to his podcast. No, nah, I don't like his podcast. I don't like his, I don't like his voice. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's very I, hard to listen to. I was very confused that Booker T was like so heavily promoted on this show and then really did nothing. That was kind of confusing. Anywho... We go to a uh, the pre-show panel, basically, uh, covering the show up until this point, and this is all for the crowning of your new 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, who hits a low blow on R-Truth and then rolls him up really shitty and wins the 24-7 championship and runs away. How, can, how do you grade that match? Um, That's a five-star classic. Yeah. How do, you, how do you feel about Corey Graves' comment afterwards? What he said, I don't remember. Uh, Corey, when they sh- went back to commentary, Corey Graves says, "Well, David Arquette is no longer the worst world champion, and all I have to say is the twenty-four-seven title is not a world championship." Uh, that's what you think. <laughs> it's world championship in our truth's world. Yeah, does, does that mean that R-Truth is like a 50-time world champ? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's shattered. Uh, that's a world he's I want to live in. shattered Ric Flair's record. All right, up next, we have the last man standing match for the WWE Universal Championship. The Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman, defends against Kevin Owens. Uh, very early on, Kevin Owens goes for the pop-up powerbomb, which only keeps Roman down for a four count. And at this point, I noted, remember when uh, Kevin Owens' pop-up powerbomb was a very protected finisher, and now he does the stunner? I mean, yeah, but it is a last-man-standing match. Finishers never really do the trick. Yeah, and again, that's not his finisher anymore. He now has the stunner. Yeah. Um, which I think is a much worse finisher. I I agree. Again, I love the pop-up powerbomb so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you can hit that on literally everybody. The stunner, like, you have to have somebody who's going to sell it good to make it work. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, outside of the ring, uh, Owens gets sent into the steel steps, and then Reigns follows that up with a big spear on the floor. That does not keep Owens down, obviously. Reigns then grabs the steel steps and begins battering Kevin Owens with it, uh, basically just working him up the entrance ramp and off to the side, heading towards the 
crowd. I don't know what to call it. The Thunderdome screen. The screen. Um, Owens fights back with a super kick to Reigns while Reigns has the steps above his head and he just kind of falls back and drops them. Yep, and that's uh, the end of the match. Reigns gets, goes down <laughs> for 10 right there. I, I wish. Uh, Owens then takes control of flipping the switch and he grabs the steps and uh, what should we call it? he knocks Reigns down onto some equipment cases. I thought it was tables, but uh, commentary noted that it was equipment cases, so that's what I wrote down. Uh, they start climbing up the scaffolding, which is like set in between the Thunderdome screams, and they um, they begin brawling. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, gets beat down with a chair that Roman Reigns grabbed at some point. Uh, they scale up another level. They're on the third level of scaffolding, and Owens nails Roman with a stunner, and Reigns like, begins teetering on the edge, but Roman comes back with a Superman punch. Reigns then tosses Owens off from the third level of the scaffolding through several equipment cases. Again, I thought it was tables, but equipment cases i guess owens gets up at eight owens then crawls his way through the backstage area and this was really interesting because we we're all like kind of reacting to this in live time where like you see owens like crawling through like gorilla and like um just like some backstage areas and then there's another ring set up as well as like an announce table but there's like nothing there and it was very weird to see like this setup it's clearly like a backstage area where they used to like plan matches or practice or anything or like shoot promos it, it, it especially is weird because it's in a baseball stadium so yeah it was a very the seats the scoreboard and stuff it's just bizarre very weird visual <laughs> um but so basically they get there and as owens is walking around and getting to his feet roman Reigns shows up in a golf cart and <laughs> runs him over and smashes the windshield uh, it, was, it was surprising. I, I was not expecting Roman Reigns to drive up on a golf cart. Yeah. And, uh, no, it was, it was very unexpected. It was good. I liked it. It was a good spot, and uh, as I said while we were watching, it did not have anything on Sammy Guevara dying from Omega no. and Matt Hardy. But I also last don't year. think it's—I don't think it was a ripoff of that. Spot no, either. I don't think it, it was, was a ripoff good. either. Like the the the, um, the Sammy spot was definitely like a comedy bit. This was more like a, a serious thing where like yeah. Roman was trying to kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, so it just happened that they were using the same equipment. Uh, Owens gets up from the, the hit-and-run attempt at a 9. Or not even a hit-and-run. Like, it was a hit-and-stay. Um, and then Owens fights back as Cole proclaims. He screams, this is a rabid Kevin Owens. And then Kevin Owens powerbombs Reigns onto a table. Doesn't break. And then he hits a frog splash uh, off of, like, a ladder or something. It was off it was of the forklift. forklift that the he forklift. lifted all no, the way no, up. No, 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 no. The forklift was not the frog splash. The forklift, he... Oh, uh, it was, wasn't it? No, no he I hit the senton. Oh, no, you're right. Or the cat. The, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this right. is why you take notes, everybody. I don't remember what he yep. hit the, the frog splash off of. But then he gets <laughs> he gets Roman Reigns it's, it's, I think it was equipment cases. Okay. Yeah. So then Roman Reigns, he gets Roman Reigns onto a table that's covered in paint, and there's just, like, spray paint cans on it um, randomly. And uh, then he gets a forklift, uh, puts up, like, the, the lift on it, which has a pallet on it. He goes up, climbs it, stands on it, and hits a diving senton on Roman through some tables, uh, the, the painted tables, of course. And Roman gets up at 9 before falling down again. This is the most control Owens has throughout the whole match at this point. Uh, at this point, my stream cut out for a second, so I had to restart. Uh, but when I came back in, they were back in the Thunderdome area, and Owens was still in control. Oh, so you missed the greatest part of this whole thing. Oh, did I? Yeah, so they're coming back through the, to get back to the Thunderdome. And there's these set of tables. And I was like, why is the Mrs. Money in the Bank clearly there? Like, why is he just leaving it there? 
And then Joey points out that the Miz and Morrison's coats are also just laying out on this table. Oh. And we're very confused because the Miz and Morrison are not in this. They're not in this feud. There is a, but like, why? Why in any storyline would you just leave that out like on a random table, like in the yeah, practice I have, area? I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah, uh, anybody can take that stuff. Yeah. Anywho, they get back. I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> I'm glad they get back into the Thunderdome. And Roman hits a Superman punch and a spear to Owens right through the uh, the big LED screens at the top of the ramp. And Owens manages to roll off of the stage to break the count. That was a pretty inventive way to break the count, I thought. Uh, it was actually the second time I've seen that. The first was the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, take over Brooklyn three, three or four, their last man standing match. Yeah. Same type of thing. Very inventive, yes. I like it a lot. Uh, Roman manifests some handcuffs. And he, he pulled comes... them out of his pants. Oh, okay. There you go. I don't go. know why he didn't use them before. I don't know how. Because he, he needed to be next to something that would keep him down, like this. Re- like what would happen next? So he pulls out these handcuffs as Owens is against the stage, and he just starts punching them. Uh, punching Owens in the face with uh, these handcuffs like wrapped around his fist, and he starts screaming that he cannot go home if he quits. And Owens fights back with another stunner to Roman, and then he gets the handcuffs, and he puts Roman's hand, like, inside of, like, an LED post, and handcuffs Roman's hand to the middle of it. And this All the way at the bottom. This set up a very big problem, as Roman goes, Roman's down, obviously, on, like, the floor, and we get a nine count here, and he has to grab the ref, which is very clearly a a planned spot. He grabs the ref and sends him into another light to knock him out and break the count and then paul Heyman shows up with the key to the handcuff and this is what hurts the ending of this match so much because paul Heyman and roman reigns struggle so much to get this like handcuff well the worst the part key. about it is the the new ref shows up and starts counting yeah yes and randomly and was, stops because and he was at like long. seven or eight he was at yeah, like, he, he was, was like very close to end and then he just started to look around and then stop counting yeah, um, so clearly <laughs> something went wrong here, but I don't know if Owens and Reigns put uh, Reigns' hand like too deep in there for Heyman to be able to get to, but it took them forever to, to get this, and it killed the end of this. Uh, Reigns finally gets out, and he locks the guillotine on Owens and forces Owens to basically pass out, and then he wins. And it just felt very anticlimactic after we sat there waiting for what felt like an eternity of Paul Heyman trying to get Roman out of the uh, the shackles. Yeah, but. and it's not like he, like, got rid of the second ref either. The second ref watched the whole time. Like, he's yeah. just standing there. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was no bueno uh, for me. It was a... Uh, I enjoyed this match thoroughly. Like, I thought this was yeah, an yeah. extremely good match. They have such great chemistry. The um, ending of this... The, the last, like, two minutes... Two, two minutes of this match killed it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it completely killed the match, but it definitely hurt it. No, I would agree. I it just, it, it didn't ruin what happened before, but it killed, like, the spectacle of a last man standing. That's fair. I, I um, and, and, like, for Roman to be down for, like, an actual few minutes um, and then just win off of a submission hold uh, was kind of weak, weak sauce. That's fair. 
Um, I gave this four stars. I thought this was a really solid last man standing match. I just mm -hmm. think that the ending was very anticlimactic. And I, again, as somebody who loves last man standing matches, I was expecting this to be a highlight of the show, and it definitely was. Uh, it was brutal. There were some really inno uh, innovative spots from both Roman and Owens, and they have really good chemistry. Uh, it was just really hurt by this uh, this kind of weird finish. Uh, uh, conspicuous so. by his absence is Jay Uso. Because yes, he also true. was not in the Men's Royal Rumble match, even though he was announced and cut an impassioned promo about how he was going to win the Men's Royal Rumble match and challenge Drew McIntyre, and they would both be world champions. Yeah. So, so I guess... We'll something had to happen, I think. Yeah. There were people in the Men's Rumble match that could have been sacrificed for Uso. So. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think the Hurricane might have been... A replacement for Uso, Could've because been. like Hurricane Helms is gonna be there since he's a backstage producer, so like you can always throw him out. Um, and considering like I, we we said it like in the last few Rumbles, we feel like the Hurricane has been back, so it's not like this was a grand surprise. Like oh my gosh, it's the Hurricane. He's back after years of being away. Um, so. And there were two much better surprises than that, in my yes. opinion, in the Rumble. So we'll yeah. Catch oh, yeah, sorry, sorry for spoiling the hurricane. That's cool. It's not a big deal. Like you said, it's not like he hasn't been there in a while. So yeah. it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's the hurricane. It was just kind of like, oh, all right. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anywho, uh, like I said, I'm giving it four stars. Actually, really I'm going to spoil it. It was Hillbilly Jim and Jay White. Sam, <sighs> Sam got it. Oh, get out of here. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I thought this was the best non-Rumble match of the night. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much competition. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, no, you stopped that. that the Goldberg versus Drew, I thought was going to be the best match of the night. Better than both Rumbles. Okay. Match of the year. Match of the decade. All right. Yeah. That brings us to the men's Royal Rumble match, the main event of this show. It was announced on Backstage last night that number one would be Randy Orton and number two would be Edge. And we and kick they off lied. This, we kick off this rumble and Edge's music hits and Edge is number one. <laughs> Randy I is number two. What? I would love to know what the mentality was behind this. Like, clearly, I would assume Edge was picked to win the rumble by yesterday. I would just like to know, like, I'm a, uh, like... And he just spoiled maybe, the whole thing. Nope. Yeah, well, oh well. If you're listening to this, you know Edge won. Um, I, no, he I, didn't. It's a lie. Randy Orton won. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they were just like weighing their options and seeing if they wanted to add another person win from one, but um, yeah, I have no other explanation as to why they um, basically just like lied or changed it. Dude, they just want to be able to say three at, at least three people have won from the beginning of the match, including Rey Mysterio Edge and Shawn Michaels instead of saying say the names you cowards yeah also I'm pretty sure when where did Vince come in in the rumble when he won number it? two why isn't Vince on the list I know I know. <laughs> I know it's I know the real reasons because Vince apparently hates the use of his name on TV like hence why McMahon. he's fired people yeah the, or the chairman <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess. Know. It's weird. Anywho, Edge and Randy Orton are your first two people, so you knew what you were going to get from this. This immediately breaks out into a brawl. My big takeaway 
my biggest disappointment in this Royal Rumble is that they fucked me. Ketchup Randy was not here. Randy was completely healed. He had no burn scars. He was regular old Randy Orton. I wanted this man to come out and go face-to-face with Edge, who he had a brutal blood feud with, covered his face in ketchup. I wanted to see the visual of Edge, this serious grizzled veteran, versus Randy Orton covered in ketchup. And they didn't give it to me. Unbelievable. Hey, man, I'm just saying, the more I've thought about this, um... I'll get uh, actually get to the end. we'll get to the end, and I'll I'll explain what I think is going to happen. Anywho, they brawl at ringside. Sami Zayn is your number three entrant. I know Rob was disappointed in his placement because Edge and Orton were too busy, and Rob chose Sami Zayn for our predictions to be mm-hmm. the shortest person in the Rumble. So he got hella offense then. He did. Uh, Sammy He's and Randy been there for way too long. Sammy and Randy. I love basically, Sammy Zayn. Don't get I me love wrong. Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> They form a team together, and they basically just work over Edge. Mustafa, I don't know how to say it. Mu- Mustafa. It's Must- not Mustafa. It, yeah, it's not Mustafa. It's, he, it's no. like, there's Mustafa? a correct pronoun. Yeah, there's a correct yeah, I have correct, to hear it again. It's I'm just going to say though. Ali, um, because I don't want to butcher his first The leader name. of Retribution. Yeah, the leader of Retribution. Musta- um, Ali comes in at number four. Uh, I, I, hold on. I want to say I have one complaint about this. Considering what happened towards the end of this match. Oh, I know what you're going to say. It is a no-DQ match. Yeah, this makes no sense. Why was Why Retribution not Retri- Like, were they just like, oh. Like, I understand why Reckoning wasn't there, a.k.a. Mia Yim, because she has COVID. But, like, if you're going to be like, oh, like, the other people in Retribution were close contacts, like, then Ali would have to be one. So, like, you can't, I don't know, I thought this was silly that this huge heel stable didn't have the rest of their stable come out to help. Not only the uh, huge heel stable, but a huge a huge heel stable whose whole thing is that they want to cause chaos for WWE. Them, like, yeah. trying to hijack the Rumble and give it to Ali would have made sense. So, it was, yeah. felt very weird that they weren't involved in this at all. The other, the other complaint I have is uh, Bobby Lashley did the exact same thing with the Hurt Business, who are actually treated as, like, serious threats. Um, I was shocked that nobody the, else in the Hurt Business was in this match. Yeah. I can see Bobby They, they weren't in the rain. Like, why like, didn't MVP even show out. up? I don't know. It's weird. Know. It's it it's weird. weird for your heels when they're like just blatantly trying to follow the rules. Jeff Hardy, especially factions. Jeff Hardy comes in at number five, and uh, Randy Orton goes on a tear, hitting an RKO to uh, Sami Zayn, an RKO to Jeff, and an RKO to Ali. Oh, don't forget his interaction with Sami, where they just start yelling at each other. Yeah, that was that was something. And then, I like uh, what you do. I like what you do. Bam. <laughs> And then uh, Edge comes back and hits a big spear on Randy Orton. Uh, and then they fight to the outside again. Edge nails Orton with a DDT on the announce table. The table does not break. And then Edge grabs a steel chair and starts working over Randy Orton's knees. And this is the last we see of Randy Orton until the very end of the match. Randy Orton is uh, basically, he's not stretchered off, but he's walked off by medical staff. And later on, we see him being checked on backstage in the trainer's room by a trainer and Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. What? The most qualified man in the company. It would have been one thing if, like, there was a segment with, like, Sam Roberts, like, trying to interview and ask, like, what was going on. But he was just standing there. Very yeah. strange. Uh, number six is Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler eliminates Jeff Hardy. 
Number seven is one of the favorites to win the Royal Rumble, or at least for like fans, I don't know the betting odds, but Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura shows up. He had a very nice coat, I will say that. Uh, he gets a series of Kinshasa's on a few people when he gets in, and then we get number eight, Carlito. Our first this was great. surprise of the night. Well, Car this Rumble, anyway. Carlito shows up with his apple, gets in the ring, faces off with Nakamura. Nakamura takes the apple, and... Then Carlito gives him a nice backstabber for his troubles. He gave a lot of backstabbers. He did. Uh, number nine, Xavier Woods, uh, followed by number ten, Big E. Uh, uh, real quick, I, I do want to say Carlito, I thought, looked great in this match for somebody who most wrestling fans haven't seen in forever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He had a good run. Other than maybe Uncle Lo. <laughs> Uh, number, or sorry, Sami Zayn gets eliminated by the team of Biggie and Xavier Woods. Uh, number 11 is John Morrison. Uh, Xavier Woods gets eliminated by Ali, and then Ali is taken out immediately after by Big E. This is clearly where Retribution could have helped the guy. Number 12, Ricochet. Now, as somebody who doesn't watch Raw but, but knows this storyline, Ricochet was uh, trying to declare for the Royal Rumble, and he was not allowed to. By Adam Pierce, and then he was given a qualifying match where he faced off against AJ Styles, and if he beat AJ Styles, he would be allowed to enter the Royal Rumble. Ricochet did not win that match, and yet Ricochet entered the Royal Rumble. Made no sense, but Ricochet was here uh, nonetheless. He didn't really also get... he ran down, looked at Mustafa Ali as he was walking up, gave him a nod and a like a, a salute. No, uh, no, he and, laughed at him. Yeah, and well, I I expected Musa, Ali to like do something. No, Ali just like he turned around and watched well, him get in. Well, that's the thing that they're like feuding, kind of. So no, I I, I know that. Her, but, I know that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, why wouldn't you get involved? Why wouldn't you be like, hey man, uh, you're not supposed to be in this. You lost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mad. This was very weird. Ricochet didn't do anything of note, so whatever. Maybe, again, that could be the other person who maybe Jey Uso was replaced by. <laughs> that's that's fair. Even uh, though they're not on the same brand or anything. Well, it doesn't matter. They just need a body. Yeah. Could have been any of the dweebs in the goddamn 24-7 <laughs> uh, thing. Oh, God. Uh, number 13 is Elias. Elias gets in and eliminates Carlito. And then we get number 14, NXT's Damian Priest, who shows up in his white gear, which looks godly. Love it. Big fan. Damian Priest eliminates Elias. Number 15 is The Miz, who comes out with his Money in the Bank briefcase, but before he comes down to the ring, goes over to Bad Bunny's DJ gear, uh, the setup for his DJ, grabs his Money in the Bank briefcase, and just starts smacking the laptops, and then he gets into the ring. Bad Bunny. Oh, no, and then he th rolls the cart off the stage. Oh, sorry. And so the sorry. cart didn't tip over or anything. It just kept on rolling, which I thought was great. <laughs> Bad Bunny then makes his way down to the ring very angered at this. And, and very slow. <laughs> Damian Priest then eliminates Miz and Morrison at the same time. Bad Bunny climbs up to the top turnbuckle and does a big dive, taking out Miz and Morrison, who are down on the floor. So Bad Bunny gets a big spot here. Bad um, Bunny, who almost looked like he tripped jumping. <laughs> I mean... Probably cool for him if he's a big wrestling fan that he gets to go do yeah. this. So sure, why not? Uh, I'll forever say Stephen Amell continues to be the greatest to celebrity. To be fair, Stephen does is like an actor who does his own stunt work and is a huge wrestling fan. So it made mm -hmm. sense that he was like a, a very nah. capable person. 
Nah, number no excuse. Six, number Drew Carey also better. No. <laughs> Drew Carey the better uh, wrestle, or Royal Rumble participant. Oh number 16, riddle me this, Batman. Matt Riddle makes his entrance. <laughs> and I said while we were watching this that I thought Matt Riddle was going to last very short, and I was genuinely surprised at how long Matt Spoilers, Riddle was. Spoilers, he made it to the final six. Yeah, so Also, spoiler, he did not come out in Riddle, Riddler gear. That was gear. a travesty. That the, the whole artwork for this show was comic books, and this the, man did The not opening also had a Batman reference with the goddamn bat signal, which was the Royal Rumble signal. Yeah, and this, yeah, guy, so. this guy did not wear green. He could have just worn green, and I would have given it to him. Unbelievable. Number 17. Or a top hat. Yeah, number 17. <laughs> Oh, or God. a bowler could imagine, hat. Could you imagine if the if Matt Riddle came out as, with a fucking top hat on? I could <laughs> actually picture that. Yeah. I could too, and that's scary. Number 17 is he, Daniel... He's such a goofball, I'd love it. Number 17 is Daniel Bryan. Number 18 is Kane. The big red monster uh, comes back. Uh, Continues to rack up the, the records, baby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah got two Nobody's... Locations. Nobody's ever going to uh, surpass his now 18 Royal Rumble appearances. Uh, Kane eliminates Dolph Ziggler and Ricochet very unceremoniously. Uh, and then Team Hell No embraces in the middle of the ring. And then Kane chokeslams Dan O'Brien before Damian Priest gets to eliminate Kane. I thought that was yep. pretty cool. You know, uh, Kane looked like he was. I was upset about it, here, but I was very happy that Damian Priest got the rub to eliminate him. Yeah, I was upset nice that Kane didn't get back in the ring, take off his mask, and give it, gift it to, uh, to oh, Damian Priest to make sure that he's to be the new Kane. Yeah, oh, that would be awful. Please, nope. he's he's already got fire in his gimmick. Stop now it. he can he can come out with the cane gear and also with an actual bow and arrow and shoot and light the ring on fire every time he shows yeah. up. And then he can go to parlor. Number nineteen is <laughs> yeah, King... and get fat and become yeah. a mayor. Exactly. Number nineteen is King Corbin who comes in and pretty much el- uh, immediately eliminates Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, so nice. I was upset about that. Number 20, Rob, it's your favorite wrestler of all time. It's Otis, the blue-collar brawler. Another really awful theme. Otis. He had the run that he deserved. Otis comes in, hits a couple moves, and then gets dumped by Corbin. Yes, sir. I love to see it. Number 21, Dominic Mysterio, who comes in and goes after Corbin. And uh, Corbin takes down Dominic, but Dominic uh, takes out Corbin. He eliminates Baron Corbin via head scissors over the uh, top rope. So that's cool that Dominic Mysterio got a uh, big elimination here. Oh, that was yeah. my other faction that uh, I was upset that because Corbin literally is the person who would use his his henchmen. I forgot he has henchmen. Yeah, he he's got the what are they the the knights, how, of, the the knights. knights of the lone wolf. Yeah. Uh, uh, number yeah. twenty. How are you not going to use Steve Cutler and Buddy Wesley. Murphy uh, Wesley, oh, Wesley Blake? Blake. <laughs> number twenty. Buddy Murphy. They're both the same thing. They're both henchmen at this point. Number 22, Bobby Lashley. Lashley comes out and immediately eliminates Dominic Mysterio. and uh, With a great elimination. An excellent elimination. And Damian Priest in very quick uh, succession here. Takes them both out. Uh, Then the Hurricane comes in at number 23 for another surprise. Was he eliminated by Bobby or... I think... I don't remember. Somebody eliminated the Hurricane. Uh, I'm pulling it up. Because I, ha- I had it on, I had it up, and I just wasn't looking at it. Um, oh, that's the women's rumble. Um, do do do. 
the hurricane was eliminated by Big E and Bobby Lashley at the same time. Thirty seconds. There you go. Uh, and then Ot- number- Otis was at fifty-four seconds. So, oh, dude, I was so close. That would have saved me if Otis was the shortest elimination. I would have won, or not won. Yeah. I wouldn't have lost. Um, number. I'm 20- glad that the women's rumble still doesn't have all the times for people. It's okay. Anywho, number twenty-four is the biggest surprise of the night. Christian, Christian is yeah. back, baby. I popped. Awesome. I popped so hard for this. This was wild. And it wasn't like he was just here briefly to do nothing. Christian was in this match for... Uh, he made it to uh, the final... Final five? Uh, no, he's final four. Final four was oh. Strowman, Edge, Christian... Oh, well, no. Technically final, final five, five because, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. Uh, anywho, Christian comes in at number 24, which is, again, just wild. Uh, Lashley gets ganged up on and gets eliminated by the team of Christian, Riddle, Brian, and Big E. Uh, Christian nails the unprettier on Big E, and then Edge and Christian hug it out in the middle of the ring for a nice moment, while Matt Riddle what just a, what stands. What a great moment! And then you have a great moment, and then the camera cuts to Matt Riddle just looking like a fucking dweeb, um, just <laughs> waiting for them to let him uh, hang out with him, basically. And then they both attacked him. Yeah. Um, number twenty-five, AJ Styles and Omos, or however you o- pronounce it. Omos, who didn't come down the ramp with him, he came out through the crowd and just stood in front of the commentary desk. Yes. Uh, and then we have and I also want to say he has the greatest nickname of all time now. Um, his I forget the first part, but the Colossus was whatever they call it. I think it was like the Hired Colossus, and yes, that is such a good nickname. So much better than Giant Ninja Guy. Um, hence, hence, this is why I was going to say uh, that I think they should have replaced the Hurricane with Akira Tozawa. Oh my god. So god. then Akira could have had a, re, uh, like a reunion with the person who he brought to our screens. I, yeah, I guess so. And he All could right. have joined AJ's faction. AJ could hire the, the ninjas. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, all right, where are we? Number 26, Rey Six. Mysterio. Uh, so Rey Mysterio comes out, and as he's coming out, Michael Cole has to sprint through this like super long ad read for a Mexican beer called Victoria. Because Rey Mysterio, I guess, is the new spokesperson or ambassador for Victoria, and his mask has like a sponsorship or something on it. Uh, he and the WWE have partnered up with Victoria, one of the oldest beers in Mexico. Cool. Okay, yeah. Mm. It was um, bizarre. <laughs> you're not wrong. You don't say. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was something. I was not expecting a random ad read in the middle of the rumble like that. Uh, uh, and then we have the, the thing that obviously would have been retribution, um, if it made sense. But uh, Omas grabs Big E and drags him over the top rope and eliminates Big E. Number 27 comes out, and it's Sheamus. Sheamus clears house, taking down everybody. And then Ama, Omas, I, again, I struggle to pronounce his name. He Oma, it's Omas. It's four letters, O-M-A-S. Omas. Or Omos. Omos, my bad. No, but it's not pronounced Omos. It's like, I think it's Omos, but it's O-M-O-S. Oh, gotcha. Um, and then he does the same thing he did to Big E to Rey Mysterio. So, <laughs> Omos, somebody who's not in the Royal Rumble, gets two eliminations. He has more eliminations than, like, half the people in this match. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's, that's He had more eliminations than AJ Styles 
AJ Styles was the person who was actually in the ring for this group. That's true. Uh, AJ number... Styles zero eliminations lasted ten minutes and twenty five seconds. Yes, number twenty eight is Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro comes down to the ring and hits the swing on Sheamus, tries to launch him over the rope and fails. He hits another swing on Daniel Bryan, and as Ryan noted while we were watching it, uh, Daniel Bryan looked like he was in heaven here. He just looked very at peace while he was in the swing. Yeah. Cesaro should have dropped him on his goddamn head. At this point, we had two people left in this match, and we knew Braun Strowman was one of them, and looking at the people announced, we knew Jey Uso was supposed to be one of them, so it seemed like it could have been Jey Uso and Braun Strowman. But then there was also, uh, obviously, the possibility of The Fiend, a Goldberg return from earlier, Brock Lesnar. But we got the return of Seth Rollins, the Friday, I guess the Friday Night Messiah. Uh, he's on they the just Friday. called him The Messiah. Well, he's here. Seth Rollins enters the Royal Rumble at number 29. And he kind of just stays on the outside for a while. <sighs> Braun Strowman is number 30. And Braun Strowman comes in and immediately takes out Cesaro, Sheamus, and AJ Styles in very quick succession. Uh, Matt Riddle and Daniel Bryan get into a really good sequence where they're just striking the shit out of each other with big slaps and kicks. I liked that a lot. Bryan nails Edge with a big running knee, and he nails another running knee to Christian. And then we get a really good shot where um, we see Daniel Bryan standing in the middle of the ring, and we see Seth Rollins just like being uh, Seth Rollins <laughs> behind him out on the floor looking mischievous. Who Pat Pat was questioning who it was because yeah, Pat was like because Edge was in the ring and Pat was like oh no that's Seth Rollins I was like no that's clearly Edge Rollins is literally just being a weirdo outside there, there was no even there was no reason to even point that out anyway hey uh, you think so, they look alike apparently anywho Seth uh, Seth comes in he nails Brian from behind hits him with a curb stomp and throws Daniel Bryan out ruining Daniel Bryan's hopes of finally winning the Royal Rumble. So, oh well. Uh, then Seth Rollins eliminates Matt Riddle after they have a big exchange in the ring with a curb stomp on the apron, and they present us the final four. Commentary notes it's the final four. Braun Strowman, Edge, Christian, and Seth Rollins. What a weird final four. Yeah, for, uh, in 2021, what a weird final four. And uh, Braun and Christian are taken out by Rollins, and then... Um, who? When does... What, Seth gets taken out, right? By Edge? Yeah. And then Edge looks like he's won. He's ready to celebrate. And Randy Orton comes out. And Randy Orton is completely fine. He's totally healthy. He's fresh. Uh, Edge turns right into an RKO. Right into an RKO. (laughs) And then Edge tosses out Randy Orton and wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, So Edge, who lasted basically an hour from the number one position, uh, managed to beat Randy Orton, who was totally fresh at this point. Um I mean, it's questionable booking to have... They've done this multiple times where somebody gets taken out earlier in the match and they come back. I'm just glad that Edge didn't... Or that Randy Orton didn't come back and win. Yeah. I was very worried when he showed up with... and uh, I was worried, too. He's not the kind of person I need to win another Royal Rumble. Absolutely His last not. Royal Rumble win was underwhelming as well. Uh, yeah. I'm just thrilled that Edge was able to win here. He deserves it. And I'm uh, really excited to see what they do. Yeah, I thought I thought I was not like I think we should say Joey was furious at this ending. Yeah, um, right. Like he was I thought this was guess. yeah, like I I would have an issue with a Goldberg, a Brock Lesnar, a part-timer. Yeah. But Edge, yeah, he hasn't been on our screens for like 6 months, but that was literally because he was injured. Um he's he has been very adamant that he's full-time. 
um, with his deal, um, and that it's a multi-year deal. It's not like this is like a one-off thing, yeah. um, which I think wrestled, is fine. And it's Edge. His matches are not uh, five-minute finisher fests. He yes. actually has good matches. He's still capable of going. He he is he. The three well. matches. Lesnar's just lazy. Yeah, I was gonna say the the three or four matches he's had since returning at the Rumble last year was the Rumble where he lasted like a very long time. No, yeah, about well, a half hour. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't yeah. like the super. It wasn't like this. No, an hour. No, the, a half hour is still pretty long. Uh, his Mania match with Orton, which, which was, was over minutes. a half hour. Yeah, forty five minutes. His greatest match of all time, which, which is was also forty five minutes. Yeah, and then. A 58-minute rumble thing where he he wasn't somebody who disappeared and come, came back. He was in it for the entire 58 minutes and 30 seconds. Yes, exactly. Um, which I thought was phenomenal. Um, this year was could, very refreshing because I always say that I want the rumble winners to win from early, and both winners it was number three and number one. That very, uh, it's like the uh, Vince McMahon finally gave me one. He's like, you know what? Here you go, buddy. Yeah. I mean, not it's saying that they, those things haven't happened before, but it's rare, honestly. The rumble, yeah, it's really rare. I just thought I thought the best part of this whole night was when Sami Zayn came out <laughs> and Michael Cole says, "Oh, Sami Zayn chose the unluckiest number in Royal Rumble history." <laughs> Literally two matches after Bianca Belair came in from number three and won the rumble. Yep. Yeah, that is true. Um. Yeah, I'm not in the same boat as Joey where I'm against Edge winning the Rumble. Um, I'm fine with it. And again, I think the story that they set up on Raw on last Monday, I should say, yeah, uh, where Edge's new whole uh, thing is basically that he never lost the title. It was forced out of his hands, and now he's back and he wants it. I think that's a really good story you can tell. And You, you know what else I, you can do with this? Oh, oh, go on. I thought you were done. I didn't think clearly, you were going to continue. Clearly, Edge can still go. It's proven. Again, I wasn't a fan of the first Randy Orton match at WrestleMania. I liked the match. Or the, the match at Backlash was really good. And his two Rumble, uh, Rumble performances have been stellar. So I'm all in for a final run for Edge, getting to end the career on his own terms. Um, it just makes sense. And I think you can tell a really good story with like this veteran who can still go at like a very high level. Um, wanting to go out on his terms rather than getting forced out um, by an injury. So I'm here for it. Do I want him to beat Drew McIntyre? We'll see when it comes to April. Um, I'm leaning towards yes, just because I kind of want to see Edge have one final world title run, um, and then he can put somebody over. I still wouldn't be surprised if he faces Roman. I think it's all that's also a possibility. <sighs> but Nope. I, I have a whole idea with this. All right, well, regardless... Can I, can I just say my quick thing? Let me it's finish. Very, Reg okay. regar regardless, I'm excited for Edge to be back, and as long as he stays healthy, which I hope he can, um, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. Absolutely. And I kind of hope Christian isn't a one-off either. I, would, I, I wouldn't mind I, I would be him. shocked if Christian's a one-off. This man had been, yeah. what, gone for seven years, and uh, yeah, the, uh, come, comes back here... He always sounded so sad on the po on the podcast they had and everything when he talked about not being able to return. Yeah, and yeah, when Edge right. was allowed to return, like, yeah, so, he, was, he was very supportive, but he was also like you know you can tell he was he was definitely yeah. bummed. I would but yeah, I would that's great to see. I would assume if WWE was willing to clear him to come back and put him in the final four of the Rumble, like their final five. I'm calling it the final four yeah. just because I don't count Randy Orton at this point. He showed he was yeah. in this match very short. 
Uh, Christian was in here for a while, and he, again, Final Four of the Rumble. So I feel like that's a really big spot for him. Yeah. Um, so you I would assume good. Christian's back. Um, yeah, I would hope so. And the way he went out, like, at least the way Edge went out, he went on the top. He was a world champion when he had to retire. He went to the Hall of Fame. Christian literally was just like, oh, what happened to Christian? I don't know. He's yeah. been gone a while. And that was it. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's good to see him get to... Hopefully he can end it on his own terms now and do something cool. Yeah. All right. Um, it doesn't sound like anybody else is going to talk real quick, so I just have two things. No, but I have... What? I'm going to slap you. Uh, one, Please. Um, Christian, great. I thought that was... I, it wasn't, like, the level of Edge where we were like, holy shit, Edge is back. Um but it's great to see Christian back. Uh, second, I don't think Edge is going to beat Drew McIntyre at Mania. I think Drew beats McIntyre. Drew beats Edge, oh, and he and he goes for the moment with uh, that he had with Goldberg, mm -hmm. and Edge snaps because I, I will be, forever to for say it. I will forever say Edge is the easily one of the greatest heels in wrestling in WWE history. Without a doubt. And I'm, I'm conflicted about this though because while I agree I would love to see Edge get to have like one final like top heel run. I also really think that there's another strong story which clearly some of us were thinking about with our picks for the Royal Rumble in having Seth Rollins eliminate Edge. I they're on two doing, different brands. It doesn't matter. I think doing a storyline with a heel Seth Rollins and a face Edge could be very interesting. But, but Pat, Seth Rollins still hasn't finished up his feud with Rey Mysterio. I heard they're going for three more years. He has, to, hope, he has to I wait for a Leah Mysterio to become a wrestler, I too. I hope not. She's also a female, and I think she's, like, 17. Right, yeah. No, uh, she's, she's 19. Um, and that's where Becky Lynch comes in. She comes oh, no. in okay. I'm as... You off. No, no, stop it. Stop it. You're getting off top. This is already as female a long messiah. podcast. This is already a long podcast. No. <laughs> I like the Royal Rumble. Um, I thought another solid Rumble match. Both Rumble matches were good, and seeing Edge win the Royal Rumble and get a title shot at WrestleMania is great stuff. So I was a big fan. Yeah, I wouldn't say like again. I wouldn't say this was the best Rumble of men's Rumble ever, but it was still a really good one. Um, it flew by. It really did. It really yeah, did. Yeah, like when they flew by. when the final when we were into the final six and they were like, and Edge has been in for fifty three or fifty four minutes. I was like. Excuse me? Hasn't felt that long. The rumble always flies by because it's just so much fun. Mm, There's always I'd go with on. the what's your call it? The year where Roman went from one to twenty, whatever, where like there were big swaths of it where it was just Roman getting attacked by outside interference and then disappearing and then coming back. That one dragged, and then I think the year what was it last year with Lesnar? dragged at points as well because there was just nothing going on just lesnar jumping around um how would i grade this show i would probably go for i don't know like a like a b plus it was pretty good stuff uh, again roman and uh kevin owens had a really great last man standing match that just kind of had a really weak finish for a last man standing match the two rumbles delivered Sasha and Carmella over-delivered for me. Uh, Drew McIntyre retained and Goldberg didn't become a world champion, but the match sucked. Again. Um, and then the women's tag titles on the pre-show was a match that existed. So I'm, I'm going B+. B+, I think, is a fair um, grade. 
If it weren't for the Goldberg McIntyre match existing, I would give this probably an A or an A plus, but I'll give it an A minus. Uh, simply for the fact that that existed, it brings it down a bit, but it ended the right way, so it didn't drag it down too much. Agreed. So, Ryan? Yeah, a minus. Um, I would go probably uh, A minus as well, but I, I normally don't go grades like that. Me and Angelo just, with our impact stuff, I'll go back to how me and Angelo do our impact stuff. I'm going two thumbs up. I, For somebody who doesn't watch the product, um, I thought that, um, they filled in storylines very well um, for like to catch people up for most of the things. Like I didn't know about the whole Adam Pierce with a no DQ match against Roman or Paul Heyman that got changed to Roman Reigns. Um, it was like I thought that was just like a weird one week storyline where they were like, "Oh, Adam Pierce, oh, you're making a gauntlet match to be in the match." Um, so I thought that was I thought that was a good filler thing. I thought like I didn't know there was an actual reason why Goldberg like was challenging Drew because you know like certain people just are always gifted uh, title shots like Goldberg I mean, he and Lesnar was but um, yeah. yeah but like I I didn't know there was this whole like oh Drew you you're disrespecting the legends because you're not putting on blah 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 and you're trying to outshine them by being in the ring during Legends Night. Um, That's also Was it silly? Yeah, yeah, it was silly, but like at least they explained it. Um, I thought they explained a lot of the Carmella and Sasha stuff very well. Um, and like, there's sometimes at WWE, I feel like for certain pay-per-views that we've watched in the past, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I feel like the video packages don't really do it justice, but I felt like tonight they did a good job um I, I, it, Goldberg I never need to see in a ring hopefully this is like him hopefully this tells Vince and company that he cannot go anymore and he's not worth the no. millions of dollars no, no, they're throwing no, no. at him I don't I don't think I think Vince will pay Goldberg as long as Goldberg's willing to do it hopefully this tells Bill Goldberg that Bill Goldberg can't do this anymore I I, I hope I hope now, I think the reason Sam brought up the point that apparently Goldberg did a video for WWE uh, about his son is now training for stuff. <laughs> I hope he was. Really I hope that Bill this. Goldberg says, "I want to do what Rey Mysterio did." Oh, no. Rey wanted to wanted to go out once Dominic was ready. I'm going out once I can have a match with my little boy. I'm gonna throw up. And his boy is like 14, so we've got six, at least five or six more years, boys. All right. If you have made it this far into the podcast, we appreciate you. We have one last order of business to attend to. We have to go over the results of our predictions here, our scores, and who is officially the winner and the loser. You know the winner already. It's Ryan. Ryan is the Deep Six champion. He has dethroned Rob. Dude, I'm so happy that that happened. When was the last time you actually, you had the title? Um, I think it's been, been it's year. been over a year at least. <laughs> it, it might be over a year and a half at this point. Anywho, let us go through this all. Coming in first place, Ryan with eleven points. Joey comes in second with ten points. There is a tie for third place between Rob and Angelo with nine points. A tie for uh, fourth place with Jake and Sam at eight points, and in last place. Ending my undefeated streak for 
what, almost two years? Yeah. I had never lost one of these predictions. The only time you've ever lost anything was Mania when we didn't, which we don't count on our list. This this wasn't a thing. The whole group wasn't doing it. Anywho, I've lost, and now I officially will be doing a punishment for the first time. And the punishment that I have, uh, I didn't choose this, but I mean, technically I did because I came up with it, but uh, I got a really bad one. (laughs) Uh, It's the alternative punishment for our Wrestle Kingdom 15 predictions, uh, which if you haven't checked out, uh, Sam is doing TikTok videos. I keep forgetting to put the link in the episode description. Maybe I'll do it this time. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, But Sam's been doing TikToks, uh, as chosen by Rob, and the alternative to that for when we voted on it was a punishment called I Am Anime, which is where the loser was going to have to come on the podcast for a month and do reviews of hentai chosen by the winner of the predictions contest. And so now... Oh, I can go over them since I have the names up. You can. And so now I've, uh, I've fallen at my own hand here. I created this monster, and now I have to complete it. I will be beginning this Tuesday or Wednesday on either the Impact Power Hour or the Dynamic Dynamite Review with me and Joey. I will be beginning these hentai reviews. Ryan has sent me my five that I have to review for the next month. And Ryan, you can take it away and tell the people what I'm going to be watching. All right. So uh, in no specific order, these are the just like I just went like I went on these like sites and was like, oh, what's the worst I can find? Uh, and people just kept on putting like manga and stuff that are hentai related, and I'm I'm not gonna make Pat read things. So uh, we've got Venus Five Episode One. Uh, we've got Alien from the Darkness, uh, which is called Inju Alien, <laughs> which the, the picture, the, the screen grab of it is just a green blob on top of a naked person. <laughs> like that uh sex demon queen mm. uh you're a lot the uncensored hentai uh and the great <laughs> the one that i've told pat he has to watch last is kunochi gakuen ninpochu hentai hd which is over two hours and 20 minutes of oh hentai. my god <laughs> uh which to be fair, Pat, it was listed, uh, at least the first part of it, uh, the Kanuchi Gakuin part, I, want, I don't know if it's a series, um, was listed at number six on the greatest hentai movies of all time. Oh my god, this is awful. Dude, it sounds like you're in for a real treat. Everything, let it be known that everything else is under an hour. It's just the finale is a t- almost two and a half hour thing. I think uh, should let have it to be play sheep love too. No. Let it also let, let it be known. It was really hard to find things that weren't like people like flipping through pages of books, uh, or like video game <laughs> porn compilations. Um, there was a lot. There was a lot of like cyberpunk and Fortnite hentai compilations. Let me tell you what's even weirder is when you're getting ready to sit down and do the review for the Royal Rumble and you look down at your phone and you just see 10 text messages from your brother and they're all porn links to different hentai. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
to be fair, five of them are just blank texts because I spaced them out in between. Yeah, and I then one of them saying, these are your movies and this has to go, this is last. So I'm so glad. I love everything about that. Yeah, I think that's the best part is that I have to choose the movies for you. Like, that makes it so much more awkward that I now know the movies that you are going to review. That's true. Anywho, uh, I think I, you have to do these on the impact one I'll just because the, I'm there. I'll do the first one on the impact one just because you need because I'll be, I know I'll be doing this first one with you. Yeah. And then the, I feel like the last one you can do on the AEW, or I think you should do that on the prediction show for Revolution. That's fine. We'll figure we'll figure it out as it goes. Because I want to, um, he- I need to hear the, about the two and a half hour and that you had to watch. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, for those unaware, um, again, this is probably the first time you're hearing about this, but uh, on a, on the prediction show, we did know I did state how this was going to happen, regardless of who won. Um, we're going to be just in, to save everybody's ears. If you don't want to listen to that, uh, we're going to be what, when you're whenever you're listening to one of these re- podcasts regularly, we're going to be saving the full like hentai reviews for the end of the episode. So if you want to listen to an AEW or Impact review, you can listen to the review. And then if you want to shut it off before the hentai review, you can. Uh, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't, obviously, because I'm sure it's going to be very entertaining for all of you. But regardless, you'll be able to get your regular content from us without having me talk about. Uh, what I'm assuming is going to be very yeah, hardcore man. animated pornography. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening, if you're listening let it be known children, that it, it, yeah, it does look like one which, of them is going to be a tentacle porn. Yeah. Since I mean, one's if you're li- about if, some, if for whatever reason you're listening to this with a child, don't listen to that with a child. <laughs> Absolutely do not listen I mean, to it with a child. I mean, I can't imagine many pe- children are listening to our podcast, but I would assume not either. If they are, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, we. Yeah. I, I do have most of our episodes listed as explicit. Anytime there's an episode where there's a lot of cursing, I always list it as explicit. So, yeah. Uh, and basically, I try to be good. I try not to, to curse. Yeah, and it's just me. Kinda, me and Angelo don't do that on the no, Impact I, Power I, Hour just I because <laughs> just because <laughs> there's some segments on there that we gotta say, holy shit, what was that? Anywho, we appreciate you joining us for this. This is one of the longest uh, podcasts I've been a part of in quite a while. I feel like I've How been sitting in this it? chair for like two hours. It least, is. So. We just hit the two-hour mark. Is that wow. including parts that we didn't record? Uh, no. Oh, woof. So, Sorry. Uh, no, that's not your fault. Again, this was a long show. It wasn't a long show. Almost but there was four a lot hours. To talk about. Yeah, there was a lot to talk about with two Rumbles. Yeah. Um, hey, so. It's the Rumble. The Rumble's like the second biggest wrestling show of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And again. And I mean, like, listen. Wrestle Kingdom's a huge show, and AEW shows are all huge, but the Rumble is, you know, the Rumble's the Rumble. Yeah. Yes, everybody, agreed. even if you don't watch the product, you watch the Rumble. Exactly. Like, yeah. Basically, basically like our whole, whole group. Yeah. I, I, will, I will always say that I think the Rumble is one of the best the best shows per year. I personally year. like it more than WrestleMania. I, I do as well. Have. Yep, yeah. I, I do as well. Because there's nothing like the Royal Rumble matches. Like, if you're trying to get a casual person into it, they can watch the Rumble and be like, oh, this is cool. This is, like, you know, the Royal Rumble, hard to follow. The Royal Rumble 2014, that was the one where Batista won it, right? Or was that 2013? Yeah. yeah. Nope. That, is the ma- that, is the ma- that is the night that got me back into wrestling. Which is oh. bizarre. <laughs> that is That's funny. bizarre. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. I, and I was it. really, I, was, I just want to say, I, I was, the thing that drew me in was the fact that Kofi Kingston was still wrestling. My hero. 
All right, that is going to do it. We appreciate you joining us for these two hours. We hope you uh, enjoyed this. We hope you look forward to these punishments that I'll be uh, executing on the next couple podcasts for the next month. Um, I'm probably going to watch my first uh, film uh, tomorrow at some point, so we'll get we'll get around to that. Join us on Tuesday for Ryan and Angelo's Impact Power Hour without Angelo, uh, where I will be doing this first hentai review, and then join me and Joey on Wednesday for AEW Dynamite, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Peace.